Eleven o'clock. Who had the car? <laughs> this is, <laughs> that, that's no car. That's my wife. Oh, ah, I got a million of them. These are the parts they love. Three, two, and one. Eleven o'clock comics, episode one oh one. Now we got a bullshit for a minute and a half. Oh, this is going to be a record good episode. You think? Record good. I'm fired no, up. No, don't ever go into them like that. I'm fired up. <laughs> you know what I'm fired up about? Seeing uh, Vince's sexy ass in two days. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> got the, the Reading Pennsylvania circle jerk. Now. Scratch my back. So I got, I, I, I got Sal clean and then now he can't. I don't make any fucking talk, so I'll try to talk slower this week. All right. Oh, you're breaking the hell up. Really? Uh huh. All right. Sweet. Tears. Oh no 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 no! You don't. You can't start an episode with a yawn. A fart, maybe, but not a yawn. We'll end with a roar. You are March. March Neesman. March baby. That's true. Alright, look at this. It's 11 o'clock comics. We are all fired the hell up. We're and tired I, from last week. Uh, I'm t- I am tired. It doesn't matter though, because I'm itching to talk about what? Our favorite thing in the whole wide world? Comical books. Uh, I was going to say German porn, but yeah, comic books. <laughs> and, and I am, who? Vince B. Yes, you are. And I'm, and I'm Chris Neesman. Yeah. For, former host of Around Comics. Oh, oh, Jesus. Welcome to the Dowler episode. Let's <laughs> Seriously. Do you think this is where I should start talking about my wife getting robbed? Or? Uh, oh, oh, I, got, I, I have another downer, a wife-related downer, too. It's not. It, this must be the week for wives to misstep, because my wife screwed up my ticket to C2E2. What? Yeah, she screwed it up. I didn't get a reply, and I was like... Aren't we supposed to get some kind of certification that we actually paid for this ticket? I don't know. It's not on the visa. It never went through, so she ordered it today. And I did get my ticket. I'm good, but okay. what if? What if? What if? Right. Okay. Yes. I can Jason is dressed up as Uatu already. Yep. No doubt. So you are coming in. You're coming Hulk in. Come right. punch me in the face. Really? Oh, God. Don't start that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, coming, you're coming out on Friday events? Yeah. I'll Thanks. be there. I'll be there Yay. early, bright and early Friday. Mm-hmm. All right, and you were Christopher Neesman. We have another guy here. What's his name? Yo, um, I'm David Price. Yeah. Of course you are. And uh, I'm Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, nice. it's Peter Cushing. No, <laughs> you are Jason Wood. Yes. Yeah, same difference. Jason you? Wood is now totally operational. What was that line? This is the... No, b- no, that's from the Emperor. What? About the Death Star being fully operational. Yeah, that, that's from Empire? No, that's from Jedi. Wow. Okay. I I suck with Star Wars quotes. I, I just, get, yeah, I stepped all over you. That's all right. Get For this. Real. 
I don't have to do the DP, DCBS. Let me do that again. Son of a bitch. You don't have to do DP. I, you see this? This is a great, it's something that occurred. This is wonderful. And I, it, it absolves me of doing the pitch for at least a month and I screwed that it up. Cool. Yeah. I don't have to do the DCBS pitch for at least a month because someone, the identity of whom you will learn at the end of this brand spanking new listener provided promo. Oh my God. He has graciously done it for me. Listen. Nice. Yeah, this is great. Listen and be amazed. One take. One freaking take. This is perfection. Go. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. On the web at dcbservice.com. If it's in previews, you can pre-order it at DCBS. Regular issues for 20 to 40% off. Specials each month for up to 75% off. I'm talking Wumba deals. You can get a flat rate shipping no matter how much you buy. Any uniformed employee of DHL or the United Parcel Service will bring it to your door. You can create a pool list at DCBS, and they'll do half the work for you each month. A great feature at dcbservice.com is that they'll let you get in and add stuff to your order at any point up to the end of the month. So what I do is go to DCBS at the beginning of the month and make my order. Then, after each overflowing episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, I go in and add stuff that the boys talked about. Listen, do yourself a favor. Pause the podcast and go log on to DCBService.com right now. You'll be happy you did. And if you're a first-time customer, enter the code EOC8 at checkout and receive an extra 8% off your already hugely discounted order. Discount comic book service. That's DCBService.com. My name is Lon Buddha. Now back to eleven o'clock coming. Awesome. Oh thanks. It's amazing how Zach can do that to his voice. No, thank you, benevolent Lon Buddha. May I rub your belly in thanks? And in addition to everything that he said in the promo, do not forget about the Summit City Comic Con. It's it's very important because I'm tapping. You know it's important when you tap. Chest or, oh. You can check it out. That ass. There you go. Highbrow. Highbrow, please. You can check it out at www.summitcitycomiccon. One word, two C's, summitcitycomiccon.com. It's on May 22nd of 2010. It's a one-day show. Ten bucks gets you in. If you're a creative type, an artist, you get a free six-foot-long table. All profit. What's better? Our buddies are going to be there. Andy Jewett, Ben Teed, Chris Burnham, Dave Wachter, Guns of Shadow Valley, Jim Heffron, Jim Nelson, Jim Rug, a lot of Jims, John Colsar, Jonathan D. Gordon, Matt Gross, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Mike Schwartz, Oceanverse, J. Andrew Sternitsky, Robert Atkins, Ryan Stegman, Sean Pryor from PKD Media, Steve Bryant, Tim Seeley, and Zach Krusey himself. Amazing. SummitCityComicCon.com. And scoop up some of them great discounts at dcbservice.com. They're awesome. Before we get into the shit, I would just like to say a congratulations to our buddy Adam Besson Yodi. His Deus Ex Comica, The Rebirth of a Comic Book Fan, is one spanking year old. Amazing. That's awesome. Yes. That is. If you've read it, do him a favor and rank it or review it on Amazon or Lulu and Goodreads. If you haven't read it, go out there and get it because it's pretty damn good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so congratulations to Adam Bessin-Yodi. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, 
Adam and I are going to have to hook up because uh, I guess some business is bringing him Chicago way here uh, oh. quite often. So uh, I think he and uh, and L. Dave and Scott Saderland, I think, went out and grabbed a bite to eat a couple weeks ago. So hopefully once things calm down around um, Casa de Nisman, I'm going to be able to join him. So nice. that's a good guy. That's good. S- Speaking of congratulations, congratulations to our boy Julian Lytle. Oh yeah, for being in Heavy Metal Magazine. That's, That's big. awesome. That's big freaking doings. Yeah, it is, man. I haven't I seen it yet. Have you guys seen it? I, I I tried to buy it today. They didn't have it. Oh, those fuckers. Yes, and you know it kills me that Julian's on the back cover. I want him on the front cover because if I have to look at a Luis Royal painting one more time, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> I mean, the guy's good, but. Oh, mix it up a little bit. Every, right, every seems one cyborg woman. Yeah, it seems like every issue there's a Luis Royal picture uh, image on the front. It's enough. Put Julian on the front. Punch to the face. There you go. Punch to the face. I, uh, I know. Can't wait to see Julian this weekend. Yes. Um, uh, Wood is talking about the uh, CGS this, Super Show. The CGS Super Shows this weekend, and we're gonna be there. Wood and I, yes, we we'll be throwing down with everybody and all our buddies. But I think Chris is a little bit lax here. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Well, I'm waiting wait. for you all to quit. You're waiting. Well, you start now, man. You jump right in. Stop your jibba-jabba. Put the hit um, boots on. Uh, yes, it is time for the drink roll call. Yeah. Uh, Vince, so you, uh, since you seem um, anxious to uh, to uh, elicit your drink, <laughs> what, are you, what are you having this evening? <laughs> Nothing that you're going to be interested in. I'm drinking water. Well, yep. Is that nature and yourself up? No, I started the uh, as as Wood so pretentiously called it, uh, Project Rebuild or something. Ah. (laughs) I I started started the training again, so I'm drinking water. Wait a minute, time out a second. You fucking started the training before con season. Oh, there's no better time than today. Wait a minute. You, you're not going to partake this weekend? Oh, of course I am. Yeah, don't don't be silly. But I maybe I'm I'm just you know. Setting a little bit aside now, and right, I'll, well, I will expend it later. Well, we'll right. talk about those of us who are drinking. Uh, David, don't let me down. <laughs> it's like I was just going to say, it's like I let you down. Uh, uh, earlier tonight, I, I had a glass of... <laughs> I'm sorry, but my wife was just standing here and heard me say that, and she was looking and said, White Zinfandel, and it made me giggle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no, this is actually I'm 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 drinking uh, the little penguin Shiraz, little uh, penguin Shiraz. But earlier tonight, I had a glass called Sweet Bitch, and surprisingly, Renee's not on the label. But there is a uh, oh my when when you turn it over on the back, there, there's a uh, cute little <laughs> puppy dog face that looks just like our dog. But that was <laughs> that was a Merlot from from Chile. But this is uh, this is from Australia. I just right. turned into George Takai. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my. <laughs> you see that commercial? Did you see that commercial he's on with the new TVs that have yeah, the the, sharp, the, the yeah. fourth color? Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool, right? Who would have thought? Throw yellow in. Duh! I know. It's really cool. I, I need to see those in person. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Go ahead. Jason. Eric. Well, you know, it's been a rough fucking week, to be honest with you, so I'm, uh, I'm hitting the hard stuff, uh, and also, in anticipation of my long drive from New York City to uh, Scenic Reading, PA, uh, on Friday, I made up a little uh, a new mix, a uh, little mix list, a playlist on my iPod, a little old-school <laughs> OG hip-hop, so I, uh, in honor of that, I'm drinking some gin and juice tonight. Nice. So, uh, nice. Got a little Bombay Sapphire and uh, and some OJ, just kicking cool. it out of school. You get the... Uh 
you get the suspension checked out for the gravel roads. <laughs> That's not. Uh, yeah, I got and I got the chains and the tires, and I got my my twelve gauge in the back ready to go in case. Oh, to enough of that. That that's. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I am, uh, I am slumming it tonight. I, I came home tonight and realized that, uh, we have no bourbon in the house. And, uh, uh, I have to admit panicked a little, but, uh, that, that's okay because I found, uh, uh, I found a little, a little scotch, um, hidden away in the liquor cabinet. So, um, yeah, I, I figured I'd, I'd have a little scotch tonight instead of, instead of bourbon. And, uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. You know, it's, Sorry, it's my bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, some people love scotch. My dad's a big scotch drinker. I know there are people out there that I mean, that's their thing. To me, scotch tastes like perfectly good whiskey that's been like left out overnight in a swamp and and been left to have a, a goose piss in it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty specific um, taste. I got, I got a, oh, I gotta get some, I gotta get some bourbon back in this house. So get yeah, some. I think I'm having some, uh, Glen with it tonight, but I got a little, uh, nice. uh, New Glarus, uh, spotted cow as a backup. So. Nice. You are living. Yes, I'm, I'm living it. Well, let's hope you get all drunk and pissy and nasty. Oh, you don't want that. Nobody oh, yes, I do. Cause people seem to like that. No, that's, drunk that, and that's, that's and nasty. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we we probably maybe for the, for the last time owe, owe a little shout out and congratulations to Chris and Sal and Tom for yeah um, what will this week be the last airing of uh or I guess no, next Monday will be the no, last because, airing of <laughs> no we got all, we got all drunk and went for three episodes so you got nice <laughs> nice all right but you have done the final recording and I know this because I've listened yes. to the first part of it so mm-hmm. uh, it sounded like you guys had a lot of fun and um, yeah. thanks again yeah. for a lot of great uh, entertainment cool yep. But- Thank, thank you guys, and uh, we had a ton of people show up at Dark Tower, and uh, a lot of people that that listened to to both shows. A lot of eleven o'clock fans, and Look it at was that. Uh, yeah, it was very very. I would say just about everybody in the shop uh, is an eleven o'clock comics listener. Wow. Damn, where did where did they where did they, where did they find a parking spot for the short bus? <laughs> we have we we have smart listeners. We really do. Oh and, yeah, uh, it's yeah. Uh, it's reflected in the forum, which you can find where David forum dot bullpenbulletinspodcast dot com or eleven o'clock comics dot com. No, nice. we, we we do. I, I don't I don't tip my hat enough to our to our forum community, but uh, there's some smart cookies there. We got we got some good folks that are involved in the in the show, and that's I mean that's the thing. You know, shutting down AC, you know, a, a, as it is, that was you know the one thing that we kind of reflected on is is how many really um, smart, well thought out people we've met over the course of of doing this whole silly podcast thing you know unfortunately for every you know four or five really awesome people you meet there's that one dill weed but um i'm doing my best to try and not not worry about them and really worry about all the awesome people that you know that i've met through uh through the podcasting thing it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's i think everyone is awesome it's just that there are some people that haven't grown into their awesome yet Let's hope so. Let's they need to learn so. a little bit. That's yeah. cool. That's all right. Yeah. And you know what? We seem to have a little bit of the, uh, and rightly so, because it's big doings when, when AC uh, closes their doors, but we seem to have a little bit of that episode 100 ambiance that mm-hmm. we had last episode. Let's just slide right into the comic shop now and talk about books. Yes. What do we read? Let's do it, dude. 
I think Chris could go. Should go. For, oh no, you oh. can go first. No, yeah, you. Who, I, me? I just love. Yes, I love you. Okay. Well, it's been a while since we talked about GI Joe books. And, has it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I caught up on some. I had actually been letting it pile up a little bit. And uh, you know, there's there's three going right now. Um, at GI Joe, GI Joe Origins, and then the second. Round of GI Joe Cobra. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we did talk about GI Joe Cobra recently with the relaunch, but we haven't talked about the other two in a while. Um, so GI Joe Origins, the first sort of, I guess you could say first and second, but the the first macro arc uh, was like ten issues, and that just wrapped up two months ago. But I hadn't read issues eleven or twelve, and it looks like at least for now, and I don't know if this is a plan for the next good while or just a sort of an offshoot but they they switched up the format a little bit and so uh, issues 11 and 12 were um, almost like one shots that were origin issues and they oh, were written and drawn by by different people nice um, so issue 11 uh, was the origin of beachhead one of my personal faves from oh, back in the day cool and it was actually written by JT cruel who hey. um, you know, is the uh, I guess the new up and comer at DC, mm-hmm. uh, one of uh, Jeff Johns' uh, proteges. He does work um, for Aspen too, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was art by Klaus Schwerinski, who, who I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with, so I don't know if you guys knew him, but um, but very cool. I'm a big Beachhead fan, so I thought that was great. But then, as much as that was was worth reading in itself, issue twelve and Vince, I don't know if you've seen issue twelve yet, but oh boy, is this an unexpected treat! It is. Do you know? It's the Baroness issue, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Saw the cover and I said, "Wow!" I was the guy in Staples looking at the prices. Wow! Look at that. Yes, it's 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 the origin of the Baroness. It's yeah. written by Mark Andreco, who I think does terrific <laughs> stuff with art by none other than Mister Ben Templesmith. And oh, nice! It is complete. I completely didn't know that this was coming. I mean, I guess I could have seen the solicit, but I didn't remember seeing it. I just because I order this anyway, and uh, usually don't read the solicits for books. I just you know I'm going to definitely get anyway. And uh, man, it was just fantastic. You know, I mean, Temple Smith was just on on his game, and uh, I mean, he just has a way of making you know a normal scene look creepy as hell. Oh yeah! And boy, he makes Baroness out to be one cold-hearted bitch. And uh, so, so if you if people aren't reading this on an ongoing basis, um, and you are a Templesmith fan, or this is definitely a, an issue that you can just pick up on its own. You don't have to have had read the prior eleven issues, and uh, it definitely stands on its own. And man, oh man, is it great! So he he must be incredibly f- quick because he, is, right? yeah. he does a lot of books. Yeah, for sure. Now, yeah, th- who who does the coloring on his stuff is does he color his own work does he have yeah well i don't know if it's a rule but for choker uh he did his own stuff yeah, yeah didn't we talked we talked we talked yeah. about that when we yeah. that's yeah. mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I i i think a lot of his stuff um really relies on on what happens once it you know go once it becomes digital so mm-hmm. but 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 he's a fantastic artist I and mean, that's oh, not right. to slight slight his artistic prowess i i love love the beautiful messes and Templesmith is way, way up there on that 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 crazy kind of reined-in chaos where it looks like it's completely off the cuff, but but there's a mastermind. There, there there's a there's a a very potent graphic brain going on there, throwing down that color. And it's I think it's just gorgeous to look at. Creepy as, as hell, you know. But man, is I, that guy good? I got a guy that I, I guess could kind of fall into that category who uh mm-hmm. uh worked on a on a book that i found 
this last week I wanted to talk about. Unless you had some more G.I. Joe talk, Jason. No, I just wanted to send a quick shout. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but just yeah. to say that, hey, if you're not paying attention to the series, it's in a nice new direction. And uh, and I, th- I think for the next few months, too, they're going to keep doing this like rotating artist thing, which is kind of cool. Huh. So Yeah, cool. Um, I was I was rummaging around at Dark Tower the night that we were doing the last around comics recordings, and and Mark has this awesome box of the um, um, what Marvel magazines and and that kind of stuff, you know, the black and white, Ooh. and found uh, found found a couple things, and uh, uh, I won't talk about this first one, but I did want to mention it. I found uh, the Marvel Preview Presents Bizarre Adventures, which I love the Bizarre Adventures line that they did. The X-Men one is one of my all-time favorite comics. Uh, but uh, uh, this is uh, number number 20, and it's the uh, Howard Taken uh, Dominic <laughs> Fortune. What? Oh, I love that issue. That issue's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, my, from the cover right on in. Yeah. But but the one I want to talk about is Marvel Preview. If you guys remember Marvel Preview, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is like 1980, and it's Marvel Preview number 21, and it's Moon Knight, mm. and it has a, just an awesome story that's uh, uh, of course written by Doug Munch, who who wrote uh, probably the uh, the majority of of early Moon Knight stuff, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Munch was the guy there. Um, it's a uh, Bill Sienkiewicz art, which gets to the the beautiful mess, and uh, David White. This it's uh, Tom Palmer inks, and it is just it's it's gorgeous stuff. I mean, it's Sienkiewicz from thirty years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's Neil Adams Sienkiewicz. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, you know it's all beautifully gray toned, but it's it is a different Sienkiewicz than we know now, and it's it's really amazing to see how his style has has progressed over the years. Because I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. The stuff that he does now is beautiful mm-hmm. in in a completely different way. That mm-hmm. that is just it. You feel like like he just evolved as an artist. But this was just so much fun to read. Uh, a 1980 era Moon Knight story. Whenever Moon Knight, I think, was probably the second or third favorite character of, of you know, a lot of people at, at that time. He was just an inherently cool character, and uh, I, I love reading that in black and white. So, um, if you can find those old uh, what Marvel preview or Bizarre Adventures or you know any of the the black and white Marvel magazines, I'm going to try and mm-hmm. start picking those up as as much as I can. And you can usually get them for you know anywhere from like th- you know three four bucks to where um, probably upper end they'll you know top out what around twenty twenty five bucks for no 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 uh, for some for for some of the uh-huh. the, the lesser known titles yeah yeah. Yeah. Right. But oh, if you, uh, I yeah, mean, if you uh, want yeah. Savage Tales one and like maybe two or three, they're going to cost you. Yeah. Yeah. Much. I mean, there's yeah. there's some probably some old Conans that are that are pretty expensive and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's don't don't buy these unless you're unless you really want to. And like, don't search out like super mint condition versions. <laughs> these. I mean, these are these are these are awesome to just curl up with and read. I had so much fun reading that Moon Knight story because it was it was classic Moon Knight, and I, I loved every freaking second of it and the uh, the essential moon knight that marvel put out is, is also really really worth picking up yeah if you mm. they and, should bring and, moon knight back he's a cool character <laughs> you know it's really, am, I, am i a little worried about cloak and dagger next week but we'll see um another 
good uh, reason to pick up those original Marvel magazines is because when they reprinted them in the essentials, they conveniently darkened some of the na- nasty bits. Uh, so, yeah. so, so the original, the nudity and the 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 bloodshed in the originals has been altered for republication. So it it makes good sense to get the the the, the genuine articles, and they're all great right across well, the board. Speaking of the essentials, I heard I heard a little rumor that the essentials may be going away. Well, oh, that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. You have an economical format that people seem to dig. Why keep publishing them? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I, I, and none of this confirmed. Just a rumor I heard, not substantiated. Don't run with it as, as gospel truth. No breaking news. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I just heard a rumor that the, they're going back into the Disney vault, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, that's that's not a good idea. Yep. No, so buy, buy up buy, if if you like that that format and you can pick mm-hmm. them up on the cheap right now. You might wanna you might wanna scoop up some Marvel Essentials. But I gotta be honest, I uh, not substantiated. It's not gospel. So go ahead. I'm not, I'm not gonna miss them. Really? Oh, I will. Really? I will. Big time. I just don't like the uh, yeah. Just, uh, other than a very few series where the black and white almost seemed like it was the more appropriate way to do it. I just I I just had trouble. Ever getting into them? I bought a few, and I just have trouble reading them. I just, I, I, just uh, want, I want to tell it. There is absolutely yeah. nothing better than kicking back on the deck in the summer and and just folding back some essentials and and just they're meant to be dog-eared and Super, and yeah. beat up. And I, I don't. If I'm sitting outside, it starts raining or something. I'm not running to get these yeah. covered. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'll, I'll agree with with Jason uh, from this perspective. It's really hard for me to get into the Silver Age stuff. Sil- Silver Age comics are still, it, it's not, it's not my palette, you know, most the most of the time. Um, it, it's still, it's still kind of hard for me to read a lot of Silver Age stuff. Oh, yes. But, but well, yeah, <laughs> hey, you know, it's just. It's just Sometimes it's just hard to get really, really into a story from the Silver Age, and that's that's my fault, uh, admittedly. But I tell you what, some of that Bronze Age stuff, I'll just soak up in yeah. big old, big old, huge burst of it. It's uh, uh, you know, Tomb of Dracula. I'm getting into. Um, I, I finally found that that first omnibus, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll read Howard the Duck every day, man. Yeah. It's a lot that. The Bronze Age stuff is awesome. Just to play point counterpoint for a bit, there are uh, a number of series that look better in the Essentials than in color. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it doesn't apply to books like Spider Man or the Avengers. But Tomb of Dracula kicks ass. In yeah, Black well, I was going to. That's yeah. why I couched it by saying, say for a few series that are yeah. uh, ideal. I think Tomb of Dracula is one. Um, Howard. Uh yeah yeah although I love that Howard the Duck omnibus though um but even and then on the DC side like I know I mean they have a similar thing with the showcases I mean I think the Jonah Hex showcase is fantastic and yeah haunted tank know. yeah any anything anything World War Two or Western is gonna look awesome to me in black and white yeah yeah, yeah. but uh obviously the reprinted um, Marvel magazines and the essentials look great. Uh, with or without the, the censoring. There, but then there's a bunch, I think, that, that really shine in black and white. Depending on what day you ask me, I would say the Man-Thing stuff looks better in black and white, but then <laughs> sometimes you need a little bit of color because it, it kind of gets a little murky after a while. Definitely the, the, uh, the zombie stuff looks much better 
and right. and and the son of Satan stuff. I just love that when you can see clean Tom Sutton artwork and it's not all, you know, hmm. poop, pooped up with the colors. Uh, wow, and they're cheap. Uh, there seems to be a trend lately where they're they're maybe this is why they decided to to shelve the line that uh, you can get an essential for like six bucks. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of places. Yeah, like Hughes. You know, uh, Marvel did just put out the uh, the Savage Savage Hulk. Now, that was from the Hulk magazine, right? It was from the magazine, Hulk. yeah. They resized yeah. it. Yeah. I need to pick that up. Cause that, and I did see the second volume solicited. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Sienkiewicz in there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Great Very stuff. So, but uh, I, I figure you guys would, would dig that. Oh, the, yeah. The old Marvel preview. With Breet. Hot <laughs> chick with three fingers. Yeah. Carried over into the uh, Sal Buscema run years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of Sal Buscema in there, too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. What's up, fellas? It's Ian. Uh, just uh, calling to wish you guys a happy 100. Holy goddamn crap, man. 100 episodes. You're catching up to me. I'm only up to 105. That makes me look bad. Go slower. Miss a few weeks. Do something. Maybe I have to put out two episodes in a week or something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, just uh, good luck, man, and, uh, and uh, here's to at least a hundred more because I listen to them and I like them. They are nice. They pass time when I am at work or work-like things or at home, home-like things. I am rambling. Congrats. Sorry, I couldn't be there for the chat, but I'm going to do St. Patrick's Day type things. So yeah, enjoy, and uh, I'll talk to you peeps later. Bye. David, you want to team up? Let's do it. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers activate. Form of? I don't know. A glass uh, of water. I got, I got to preface this with uh, a little um, revelation. I emailed, I, I PM'd David earlier in the week. and uh, oh, he, you guys were sending love notes to one another? Yeah, he, he knew I was reading this. It's not unusual. And I said, "Oh my God, this book is fantastic!" But I'm I'm having a real hard time getting through it. Yeah, I, I I almost I almost flung it across the room. Whoa! And, and you know, and it's again. I it's know exactly ma- what it means. Too. Who is? So pissed. It it's Madame oh. Xanadu, Volume Two. Oh, Ex- okay. Exodus wow. Noir. It is mm-hmm. unbelievably well done, and that's the problem. Okay. Written by Mr. Matt Wagner. Wow. Drawn by the dude. Yeah. That does, that brought Madame Xanadu to life, Michael Kaluta, and there's color by Dave Frickin Stewart. Oh, it it reprints Madame Xanadu eleven to fifteen, twelve ninety nine. Where are you gonna go? How you, go, you 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 can't get a better deal than this. Um, but unlike uh, Xanadu Volume One, which featured the character in a number of different eras and locales, and and uh, Volume Two is set in only two time periods and places. And because of this, I feel this volume, this is the one that is much more accessible to the uninitiated. If you've never read Madame Xanadu before, and I think it should sell, well, you know, as well as any Vertigo title, because it's as good as everything but fables. <laughs> but that okay. little caveat on there. I appreciate um, that, that uh, couching, yeah. Oh, it really is. It, it's it's extremely well done. And in fact, a new reader could jump headfirst into this story without having read the previous volume. That's very cool. Very smart thing to do. What? No, I was just going to say. Not. I mean, I I want you to keep riffing, but I just was going to say that I, I got. I, th- I think Vertigo is at another one of its critical um, 
high points. I mean, I I, 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 I'm reading a lot of Vertigo titles, and not one of them is lacking. I mean, I, I think it, really almost everything they're putting out is really high quality right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was a time there where people were kind of like, oh, you know, Vertigo is a slump with, you know, wire wrapping up and 100 bullets around. But I, I got to tell you, yeah, I, mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I never worry about that. Yeah, I know, I know some of them may not sell as well as they used to, but man, every book that, at least everyone that I've read, and I read most of them, uh, is really, really well done. I mean, yeah. and, and uh, it's just a, a just consistently excellent line, you know. So, it's rare for me not to buy a Vertigo book mm-hmm. because, they're, like you said, almost every book is great. There is one that I just can't get into, and that's Greek Street. I, I tried. I, I really, I read it multiple times, and I, I just can't get into it. But Same anyway, let, let's get dedicated. Let's, you know, I don't. I don't want to dismiss something because right. maybe maybe no. the mindset isn't there. Yeah, so I mean, how many? You can, you can, I mean, you can come back to stuff sometimes, yeah. years later, and and read it differently. I do that with with comics all the time. Kind of what we were talking about, you know, dill weeds earlier in the in the show. Sometimes <laughs> people just have to grow into themselves. Hey, I mean, seriously, uh, there 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 are, there are uh, books that it. Uh, what we got into the conversation, I think, on on the forum with someone that that didn't really like Hundred Bullets, and right. I, I can see trying Hundred Bullets and then not liking it and then coming back three, four, five years later and your perspective completely changes. Um, so, I mean, yeah. that happens. But, you know, on, on Vertigo, I, I think it's it's a natural inclination whenever, especially with that company, when you have, you know, two or three major, uh, major series that have been running for, you know, five, six, eight or more years wrapping up to say, oh well, okay, now they're now they're on a downswing. That's just, I mean, that's human nature, and you just have mm-hmm. to, you know, it, if Sweet Tooth runs for eight years and then it wraps up, people will focus on that, or, or there's, you know, um, you know, any number of titles from from Vertigo. I mean, that company consistently puts out good work, and I think that they, you know, have really. Uh, become known as as a publisher that pretty much everything that they that they put out you should at least take a look at because right? yeah. it's going to appeal to somebody. That's one of the things I like most about Vertigo, with the exception of Hellblazer. You don't; it's not the norm to have these series that go on and on forever. And uh, I mean, not not to pick um, a whipping boy, but. Uh, Superman, it, it sh- you know, there should be a point where this story is over, or say the Avengers, or the, say any, say ninety percent of the characters that we right. read. That right, but when you, when you well, whenever you start talking about licensed properties as opposed to you know, the, I mean, because that's what we do is we read licensed properties where right. the stuff that Vertigo puts out. I mean, those are their stories. Not, yeah, well, exactly, that's a bad way to put it. They're they're more like TV shows as you know. As opposed that there's a an end. and they they do succumb to some of the pitfalls of the of the the uh, the rest of the comic industry where usually I mean in the beginning they didn't gravitate towards the six issue arc for the trade they they were just riffing on the characters and finding their own way but now you have you know the great fables crossover and you have these these self contained like as in Madame Xanadu volume two it's a five issue series mm-hmm. within a, a, the larger framework but uh, back to this. Um, obviously, Madame Zandu's backstory, as presented in the first volume, is going to enhance right. one's enjoyment of this book. But as 
we said way back in episode 71, it's a fabulous effort, the first volume, and it's an essential addition to everyone's library, but it's nowhere near crucial to the, this Exodus Noir experience. I love the I love the title. That that crackles, doesn't it? Exodus Noir. Um, it, and it's a murder mystery. It's mm-hmm. set in New York in 1940 mm-hmm. with relevant flashbacks to Spain in 1493. And okay. it begin it begins slowly with the mysterious death of uh an import export tycoon named Colin Shepard, uh whose strange demise the authorities attribute to spontaneous human combustion. Yes. Nice. Mr. Shepard's remains were found by his daughter, Catherine, surrounded by empty bottles and flasks and glasses. His body was burned as black as coal. Uh, Sensing that something was amiss, young Catherine is led to Madame Xanadu's recently opened Greenwich Village establishment. Why do all the hoodoo types gravitate towards the village? I don't know. But... uh, a few incantations and otherworldly investigations later, and our lovely Madame Xanadu does indeed confirm that there was more to Shepard's death than meets the eye. And the mystery unravels to include two of the deceased's oldest friends, Abraham Fields and Richard Miller. Now, what's the connection between the three men? Who or what is pursuing them? you got to read the book to find out, because I'm not going to reveal anything. It's so well done. It's well worth your time because not only is it drawn by Michael Kaluta, the dude who designed her, it's written by the guy who knows the color of magic, David. This Matt Wagner cat. And he's got such a good grip on the character. And uh, there's yeah. an appearance by someone else he used yeah, to write. That's where I'm going. This yeah. volume also features a pair of beloved characters with which Matt Wagner is very familiar, having written of their exploits in the pages of Sandman Mystery Theater. Yeah, Wesley Dodds and Feisty Diane Belmont are in this book. Yes, you could call this a Vertigo team-up. Yeah, it's towards the end. But um, like I said, that's where I'm going. Reading this volume both delighted and infuriated me to the point where I was pissing mad. It's delightful, okay, because it is the work of a group of master craftsmen. Wagner, Mm -hmm. or we can call him Wagner, Kaluta and Stewart. These these guys... These guys are all legendary talents, and deservedly so. The book is infuriating for the very same reason. These guys are so damn good at tailspinning, at weaving the reader into the fabric of their words and pictures, that the thing at the very top of my pet peeve list, something that under normal circumstances is enough to make me vacate the premises, was magnified by the skill, skillful manipulation to, to the point where, as I said to David, I almost couldn't get through it. To be specific, the 1943 flashbacks to Spain killed me. Madame Xanadu, uh, she's called Novia back then, (laughs) she she reluctantly falls in love with a woman, uh, a seamstress named Marisol. Now, they, they share this bond. It's a pure kind of blissful, simple existence that's shattered by Lord Torquemada, the Spanish Inquisition, and, and this is in my notes, the fucking savages that attribute everything they can't wrap their puny minds around, and that's a lot, uh, to the work of the devil. They coerce, they kill, all in the name of their invisible boogeyman. That's the thing that pisses me off most in this world. People who use religion to manipulate the population drives me absolutely crazy. And this thing is loaded with it. There's a point, there's a point where a woman is in childbirth. 
and the baby's breech, and she is in agony. She's she's screaming from the pain. Uh, and, and to save the life of not only the baby and the woman, Madame Xanadu steps in and does some country-styled, uh, um, what do they call midwifing, you know? And she, she turns the baby and gets the, she saves the mother, saves the kid, and you have a padre there that says, well, you know, this must be the work of the devil. Maybe we should have just let the kid and the mother die in the name of God. Drives me crazy. It, 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 no, I, I lose it. I, when shit like this is, is presented to me, I lose it. Then you have Torquemada, the, the Grand Inquisitor, who, uh, like I said, Marisol was a seamstress, and she mends the, the, the robes and the priestly vestments, whatever you call them, and Torquemada hits on her. Now, he he's... The head of this branch of the church that that is going around demanding people convert to Christianity, or they they're killed. You know, it's either confess and believe, or you're dead. And and he hits on her, and, and when she when she spurns his his affections, obviously she's a target now. So he's got his eye on her, and and um he finds out that Madame Xanadu doesn't go to mass, and she's never received communion. The horrors. So she's a target, and something really freaking abysmal happens when Madame Madame Xanadu's out in the woods gathering her little uh, herbs and potions and and whatnot, and it, it 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 does not end well, and it kills me. David, did that part bother you? Big time. Oh yeah. You have you have these guys uh, under the 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 guise of religion, and and they're complete scumbags behind the scenes. When, I, I, wait, when, 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 when was that? Wait, when was this? 1493. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. I didn't know there were Republicans back that far. Yeah, see. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Well, hey, if we're going to start taking, you know, wide, 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 wide sweeps at, at, at massive but, amounts of the population, we might as well. No, I'm not, I'm not saying if you believe you're, you're stupid. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I, know, I hate, I hate the people that use they use religion. That to, use that, to, that, yeah, that, that they, they hold it over people's heads and say, well, you know what? You can live by our rules or you can burn for eternity. They don't even know what's happening. And there's a line in the book uh, that, that just totally thrilled me. And if Matt Wagner was in the room, I would have gave him a hug and maybe a little bit of a reach around too. Let me find it. it it's awesome. And it, it's delivered right from the mouth of, of Madame Xanadu. Um, Renee let me and I find will, it. Will often have um we we will in, enjoy people who just constantly tell you what you're doing wrong because you you don't believe in in the same god that they do and 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 how how you have the people who who say you know only 4400 are going to be saved or or you know it, it's like why if you're supposed to be able to forgive everybody it, it, just how ironic some some of their conversations can be and, just kills and, me. and uh, after running away from Torquemada Marisol's all she's verklempt and, she, and Xanadu's consoling her and she says I assure you no one of this earth truly knows the priorities of the afterlife any more than they can travel among the stars we can only concern ourselves with the here and now that's all you need to know about this world, you, you you don't have to barter or 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 budget or you know wager your your everlasting soul on something that may or may not be true. Live for right now. What's wrong with that? That's that's a good way to live, I think. And and again, I'm not condemning anyone who believes, but isn't it better to 
but no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. Now, just just hear me out, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Isn't it better not to gamble in your favor? Like I, I, I freely admit I do not believe. But at the end of everything, if I'm wrong. I'll have lived a wonderful life free of all that guilt and and all that faith-based scare tactics, and and I'll be dead. So I have actually nothing to lose. But if you devote your life, my grandmother would sit at the kitchen table, and as long as I knew her, she would sit at her kitchen table with a Bible and pray all day long and all night long. And then she'd go to bed, wake up the next morning, do her little thing, sit at the table, and open that Bible and pray all day freaking long. That to me is a completely wasted life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't even, I don't want to turn this into Bible cast or anything like right, that. Right. Right. Um, just be as good a person as, as you can. And it's the Bill and Ted yeah. thing. Be excellent to each other. That's all you need yeah. to do. And, and don't, don't fault anyone for what they do or don't believe in. Right. And, and I don't. That, that, and well, as, as much as, uh, um, as much as people can uh, um, throw hate towards people who use religion to build power and fearmonger and scare people, I mm-hmm. hear just as much of it coming back the other way to people who are who are believers and have faith of what imbeciles they are. And nice. So it can go it, that that goes that goes both ways. And that's in that's in every part of our life, and it doesn't have to be about religion or you know. I threw out a Republican joke there, okay? And you know, Watch I have, yeah. And and that's you know, shame on me because you know what? There are some good people out there that are Republicans, and to, what? To, yeah. to to paint to paint with such a, a wide a wide brush is not good in our lives. So shame yeah. on me. So. But, um, right. And, and I, it's not like I want all these people dead. It's just that I, I feel, <laughs> I hope not. no, I, I feel very bad for the, the people that fall prey to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's evil is what it is. If there is an evil, if evil does exist, that's what it is. Coercing people and scaring them to believe yeah. something. Well, just, my, my, my current, my current favorite, uh, favorite quote is uh, that the uh, um, the religious or the Christian right is neither. <laughs> nice. I like that. Write, write that down. But uh, it's a, such a fantastic volume. Michael Kaluta is one of those artists that can, can do everything and he's got this, this uh, simultaneously it's a classic style but it's very art deco. I mean mm. he, he, he draws everything well and and it, it, it it's not just the the character design and the the fashion design architecture um room interiors furniture just everything is impeccably rendered this could have been done 20 30 years ago it, it it's it's so there's a classic bent to it but it's a little bit looser than we've seen Kaluta yes David. Am, yeah. I, am i wrong yeah, i was going to say that it it's i remember the the old house house ad where Madame Xanadu is just staring at the reader, holding up a card, and it was a beautiful image. And it you could tell it was Kaluta, but this looks more like some of what I'd expect his shadow work to look like. The the lines might mm-hmm. not completely connect, and and it it's it's definitely like you said, it's, it's definitely looser. Um, you could still tell it's Kaluta, but it's not. Um, 
I think it's it's, oh, it's obvious. I, I think it's older Kaluta, but someone who who just style has changed just a little bit, and maybe it's for the story. Maybe it was to get all five issues out. You know, I I don't know what his work rate is like. So. Uh, yeah, but it, it's not. There's there's no shortcuts. There's no there. shortcuts. No, no, absolutely. no. It's still beautiful. It's. Still I mean, crowd scenes. Uh, there's a a lot of interiors with bookcases and assorted magical bric-a-brac. And it's yeah. Oh, it's impeccable. There's just everything is rendered and the, the, and, the clothing from the 15th century and right and and, and the, the architecture, if you want to call it that. It's just yeah the the. Oh. Right. It's nuts. I'm, I could never imagine uh, if I got a script plopped down in front of my art our artist table and they, uh, to draw this, I wouldn't know where the hell to start. It would take no. me a year, mm-hmm. you know, years just to research all this stuff. Um, and he draws Xanadu hot as hell. Yeah. Oh my! Uh, it, it's and it's not overt. I mean, explicit. There, there's no like, there's no nudity in it, but he'll just draw the skirt. Uh, slid up the side, just enough leg to to to, to get your attention. It's amazing. Just a, an, I, I almost wish it was a hardcover. Oh, yeah, I really do. I mean, I like the Vertigo paper because you don't have that glossy stuff. You never, you yeah. never know when you'll get an absolute. You know, Promethea is out there now, so it's true. It's true. Even though, oh, that was yeah. an ABC, but uh, yeah. Um, the Vertigo, what Vertigo stuff has been? Well, Vertigo's been doing the absolutes. They've been doing the double-sized, the the hardcovers lately for they've yeah, you know, they yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah and the fables uh-huh. and the ex machina and the Y so or no not ex yeah. machina that's Wildstorm but yeah. Y fables and preacher so far I think yeah and the, and the really nice uh, really like nice uh, yeah the really nice uh, swamp thing ones which is I mean that's that's where it, that's where it all started you know you you were mentioning Hellblazer that's pre Vertigo though well I said that's where it all started yes <laughs> okay yeah way to cover yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, it, oh. it went from DC and then became, yeah. yes. then became a yes. Vertigo title. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did speak of Hellblazer. You know, and I, I, I got to thinking, you know, Hellblazer's really the, the that's the old guard for, for Vertigo. It's been, you know, running for, God, 20 years now. Um, you know, I think they have another one of those now. And, you know, we had talked about, you know, stuff like Preacher and, and Why and, you know, the, the, the 60-ish um, runs of, of series. And I think that Fables was originally kind of planned to, to run about that length. But I, mm-hmm. I, I think Fables might, might be in for the long haul. I mean, that just may be, um, entrenched enough to be a, an ongoing for, you know, a decade or more, more, which I is sure kind hope of, so. which is Could kind be. of cool. Yeah. You know, just yeah. speaking of that real quick, I mean, again, not, nothing I want to dive too deeply into because I know Vince shouted it out a, a couple weeks ago, but um, I read the uh, last few issues of Two uh, Cinderella to Fable Town with Love. How do you like it? It's great. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I read the first. Yeah, and 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 um, I definitely. I mean, I know Roberson is is getting groomed to to do some stuff on the regular, and he's he, he really I think captures the same whimsy that that um, that, that Willingham ca- captures with 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 Cindy. I mean, she's a great character, and um, I you know I got to say Sean McManus is killing it on the art. I mean, his yeah. stuff is just fantastic. I I, I, I yeah. love in the way the book looks. So, it, it's, uh, it's 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 Queen and Country meets Fables. It's awesome. It, if you like yeah, very- the, the the art from McManus, you you mm-hmm. seriously need to this weekend. This this is one of your 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 jobs. You need to get his run of Omega Men. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey Vince, uh, speaking of that, are you down with uh, taking a trip at some point in the weekend over to uh, Golden Eagle to take advantage of their sale? Oh, I don't care. 
I'm game for anything. Well, there's not a lot of vendors that are going to be at the show, but Golden Eagles having 50, 50% off back issues if you go to the store. So Ooh. I'm there. I know. Yeah. Right, cool. I need, there's a couple don't, hulks I need. So yeah. Don't be, don't be spending all your C2E2 money. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I got that nest egg all put away. Nah, I'm good. But, uh, yeah. Where were we? Madam Xanadu. Oh. Required reading, David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, and and there's a little angle in the in the book that I, I think David appreciated. Angle too. of the dangle, right, David? What would that? Be? We we should, we we should not let the cat out of the bag. No, no, let's not. No, because it's no. sitting right here on my shelf. You have the my, second volume? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm still working on the first one. Oh, oh my goodness. It, it's it's a lot different. I can't, than, than I can't the, read uh, them all, David. Yeah, I'm trying. I read them. Your Friday nights will be free soon enough. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'll be weeping, list. weeping on the pages. Already, uh, it, already talking about an ultimate around comics. So, it's a bit of a departure from the Amy, Re- Amy Reader Hadley stuff. Which yeah it, yeah yeah where'd where'd she go? She's coming she, back. She, she yeah she she she's Just back. Take a little break. Yeah, a little yeah. breather. Okay. Well, she did she did ten in a row, which by these days standards that's 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 quite a stretch. So Shit, that's that's like Kirby on Fantastic Four. Uh, you're telling right? me it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <She's>, uh, <laughs> oh, Saint Jack uh, bless you. Uh, <laughs> great stuff. Uh, funny. It really is. Dave? I I haven't uh, I have. Issues sixteen, seventeen, or I want to say eighteen, maybe even nineteen. I, I have I have the last few next to me in the pile because I, I that that's a book that I'll that I'll like kind of flip through without getting too involved because I don't want to spoil anything. But then I'll I'll wait for a couple issues and then I'll I'll, I'll plow through them. I don't because it I I don't like reading one issue and then having to wait on some yeah. books. And, and Xanadu is is one of those books. Mm-hmm. Reads, um, reads better in chunks. Definitely does. Yeah, the, I mean, I, I, I probably should just wait until arcs are collected because it's. I still, you know, we, we we can have this debate any old time, and 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 you know, you mentioned it on the forum recently with with you know how monthly issues should just die off, but I, I can't. Yep. I I need that format, and and uh, I can't see myself strictly going to. Oversized or, or just just chunks of collections bound in in one volume to read that way. Not not for everything, and and that's that's a book that I will I'll get when it comes out to to support it. And then uh, you know if, if necessary, then I'll, I'll read it as as a collection. But I'll I'll get it as it comes out. I think that's the one. Uh, you're breaking up, brother. Take it. Speaking of um, organizations or people who like to uh, stifle others and and. Uh, I have I have two issues of an anthology, a, a yearly anthology. To some of the creators involved: uh, Art Adams, Mike Allred, uh, Moritat, Darwin Cook, Dave Stewart, Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Val Staples, uh, Mark Miller, John Paul Leone, um, Garth Ennis, Eric Robertson, uh, well, uh, John Romita Jr. on a cover, Paul Pope, Brian Wood, uh, Catherine and Stuart Eminen, uh, Paul Grist, um, Dave Gibbons, Frank Miller on the back cover. Liberty Comics numbers one and two, which are to support, uh, they're presented by the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. So basically, for anybody who's not aware of, 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 uh, CBLDF, they, they, uh, for over 20 years now, they've been defending comics, defending retailers, um, defending creators, 
because people just will scream pornography or, or just you sell comic books to, to an underage child. And, and if it's a vertigo book like, like Madame Xanadu and, and, uh, or when Marvel released Supreme Power as, as a Max title and, and one of the reasons why it went from, from Max title and, and relaunched to Squadron Supreme was because of, um, I guess it wasn't selling as well in the South because you just, you couldn't, some comic shops couldn't sell don't sell the max titles, titles because mm-hmm. be, be because of the 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 uh, mature and explicit uh, material inside. But um, it, when it comes, I mean, I huge fan of anthologies, and and for this, just similar to anything goes, and how that was supposed to um, that was designed to help fanographics and 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 Gary Groth defend themselves. If if I can support a uh, a cause like the comic book legal defense fund just just by buying a comic book and and getting some pretty funky stories by some fantastic creators then you know that's the least i i could do and and the stories are they're not all dealing with censorship there's a painkiller jane story there there's a little bit of a um that there's a couple pages from the boys the uh there's Dracula in, in his older age. There's one page by, by Rick Veach from this is Greetings from Slumberg, Home of the Brat Pack. It's just it's it's a cowboy boot and uh with a red and white striped pants leg sticking out of it. I, I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. I mean there are some stories in here where I'm just like I'm I'm completely I don't want to say completely clueless, but I'm like there's a message in here somewhere, but I think I'm just too dense to, to get it. And they all have a point, but but some of them are just absolute hoots and i i if you see i mean it's it's 3.99 no sorry 3.99 for issue one last year's number two or maybe it was earlier this year was uh has a 4.99 cover price but it's it's thick no ads um oh my god there's just Ooh, there is uh, there really is man i just i i'm, I'm flipping through it again and I, I i just read it over the past couple of days and and uh i think one of the standout pieces is the Monkey Man and O'Brien? Oh, oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. Beautiful the double two-page spread with oh, the red tape. Oh, <laughs> good. And and again, it's it's the knowledge of how much to 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 let the viewer see and what to keep hidden, and it's just so expertly done. Just enough skin to woo. Look at that, you know. And and Art Adams, just beautiful technique. Uh, again, hyper detailed. Oh man, and the crowd, he just, he renders things so well, you just feel like all those people are unique and real, and, and you get the body language on, on yeah. O'Brien, it's fantastic, but did you mention the Simonson cover? No, I have the, um, on the first issue I have the Mignola Heck Boy cover. Oh, okay. And the second issue I have the, uh, the Bermuda Junior Kick-Ass cover. Oh, see, I made a mistake and ordered it again. When when uh-huh. I, so so I have the the Simons I think it was the second mm-hmm. one that has the Simonson cover. Yow, not a problem. I'll take a comic with Simonson cover on an A day. Oh yeah, yeah. And especially yeah. especially for that that cause. Yeah, those there books is are a, great. Uh, there's I think a six page story that that is apparently leads right into Choker, the first issue of Choker. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there are things in here that. Uh, you know, that actually do, yeah, and, yeah. and you, know, you can will we'll lead into other things. So I mean, it, there, you know, it's not like it's just oh, it's for a cause. Let me give you my money, and and it's and it's a, you know a throwaway comic or just something you don't have to read because okay, I, I I did my duty and I supported them and and now I'm done. I mean, there are there are some pretty cool stories, and I mean, when was the last time we saw Monkey Man and O'Brien? You know, so so Long I mean, time. so yeah, and 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 for you know a choker 
prologue, I guess you want to call it that. And I mean, in there, there's the um, who? Oh crap! It, the uh, the All Red team, um, Mr. Gum, and uh, and and I mean the the, uh, the beautiful the colors. Is, I mean, it's it's just there's um always beautifully colored by his uh, well, by his wife. wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, so I mean, Lover Man by Paul Pope. I want to find out more about this dude. <laughs> I mean, it's funny as hell. You I, know, it's, I'm not going to derail you, but speaking of Paul Pope, I got a book half off today at the comic shop. Those mm-hmm. those big books by DC, big book of conspiracies, yes, big book. Yes, yes. It's it's the big book, fresh. big book of the 70s. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a Paul Pope story in here, and he actually draws uh, Alice Cooper and T Rex. Nice. Oh, it's cool. it's so cool. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul Pope drawing Alice Cooper. That's dope. Oh yeah, I got it for like seven bucks. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, so that, that, no, that, that was. I mean, you you mentioned people who uh, try to push their ways on you, and and you know, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of censorship at all, and and I do love my anthologies, and and it's for a good cause, so I just. Right. Ran with it. I think there's a good rule of thumb for any independent comic creator. Do not show Picasso's penis in your comic or, <laughs> or you will get in trouble. You know? Yeah. There you go. They weren't too friendly to, uh, friendly Frank way back when. I think that was one of the big censorship cases, uh, or, uh, obscenity, uh, cases as far as comics goes where friendly Frank, uh, sold something and mm-hmm. it came back to bite him in the ass. So mm-hmm. you got it. Retailers have to be careful. Yes. Uh, There was a day uh, back in the black and white boom when there was a lot of adult material, Black Kiss, uh, all all those uh, Verotic comics that eventually came out, the Glenn Danzig company, and um, they were actually shelved behind the counter. You never see that anymore. I mean, think things are just racked with. Uh, uh, now they group them by, at least at our shop, they'll group them alphabetically. But the 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 more adult, um, older stuff is sequestered to the one side of the comic shop in their own little rack. I think that's the way to do it. But yeah. but still, there's there's the days where you had to ask for a book behind the rack; those are gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, is it because that there just isn't a whole lot of adult? Stuff coming out like I've never seen an Eros comic in a store within the past uh, five six years. That they right, it right. Doesn't, doesn't seem like they carry them. Well, uh, Midtown has a whole like adult section, but well, I would think it. in the city, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah. probably it would definitely depend. In on fact, that's where uh, Rafe spends most of his time. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> and and there are in the first issue there are um, thanks to. Uh, Mark Evanier and Sergio Aragones, there are, I think, about five or six tales of comic book censorship, which are actually true right, stories. Right. Nice. And, uh, so, I mean, you're not you're not just getting uh, a criminal intermission or, or a painkiller Jane story. You're, you're getting actual fact in in this comic book. And the majority of those stories, you could say, okay, I just paid three ninety nine for a killer Paul Pope story. Or I got a snippet of the boys for three ninety nine, but when you put them all together, that's a package uh-huh. that's really hard to resist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not ticked that I have an extra copy of two because it's a it's a good cause and it's just eye candy all the way around. 
Nice. And at least I get to see the different covers because they they the uh, they do they have um, they have the page they have two pages in the back of the book where it shows you the and so the, for the second issue I, I see the a, a virgin cover of uh, of the Kickass cover and, and there's a uh, there's, uh, there's a free speech cover by uh, by Tim Sale colored oh, yeah. by uh, Dave Stewart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And from Image, yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, hey what? dudes! Oh, dudes! Mm-hmm. Yeah, real quick. I'm, I, as you can see, I'm I'm kind of interjecting when I have a moment here between my draft picks. Chris, by the way, it's going pretty well, I think, so far. But uh, we're still in the early rounds, so you know, every 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 team looks good in the early rounds. Um, dude, the, the requisite sports talk has been reached. Yes, no, no yes. more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, eleven o'clock is this Ralph? The siege. Oh God. It's just comic goodness. I got it today from Midtown Comics in Manhattan. I'm reading it on the train, and everyone's looking at me because I'm like a grown man, and my eyes are geeking out. I haven't been this happy about a comic since Secret Wars 1, which I picked up when I was a little kid, and I really didn't understand comics, so I would have to definitely go Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt, which I was picking up when I was about uh, 12 from the newsstand. Every week, oh my God, the siege is just like blowing my mind. Brian Michael Mendes, you're doing a good job. I really am digging this. I can't wait to see how it ends. I don't want the century to die. I kind of hope, like, maybe they just put him away for a while and do something with him. Because um, this take on him is actually good. And then I'm looking forward to new Avenger titles. Four Avenger titles. Never in my days in the when I was a younger guy would I think I've seen four good Avenger titles. I used to remember Avengers and Avengers West Coast. I remember back in the 80s and the 90s, it was all about the X-Men. It's the same way with DC. I never thought I'd see three Green Lantern titles. It always used to be about Batman and Superman. So Brian Michael Bendis and Jeff Johns have really done their thing. But this siege, wow. It's really the best comic I've read in years. Later. Incredible Hercules number one forty one. Ooh. Oh, I have, saw, actually, I think I have the variant cover. Oh no, 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 that one. Okay, I don't want to spoil it because it's the end of a long arc. Oh yeah. Well, and then there's an epilogue that comes after that. But but, um, so you know, we, everybody that listens to our show knows that we are big, 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 big Wumba big fans of uh, what Mr. Pack and Mr. Van Lenty are doing on this book. Huge. And uh, in a lot of ways, I'm very sad that it's wrapping up. This this long arc, it's wrapping up, and, and just I wish it wasn't. But um, I, I was reading this today and just just tickled pink because this book, aside from the story being fantastic and 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 Buscemi doing a great job with the art, the lettering, and you know we've talked about this book having great word, you know, sound effects before. The sound effects in this issue are the best sound effects I have seen in an issue in ages. Oh yeah, so who lettered it? Who lettered it? I can't find it out. I don't see it in the credits actually, because they don't have a full credits page. Only they only have the credits on the cover. So I'm actually was going to give them a shout out, but I don't. I don't see I think unless I'm missing it. It's because of the cover montage for the first page, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I don't know actually who lettered it. So my apologies because they deserve mad props. But just to give you an example, so there's there's you know there's the battle. It's the battle of the uh, of the Parthenon group versus the Hercules, uh, you know, uh, in his in his group. And so, like, the first sound effect is lightning hitting, and it says, 
Parthenoom. I mean, it's pretty nice. That's awesome. And, and then they're fighting, and it's like they're fighting with axes, and it's like one sound effect is slash. The next sound effect is 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 Hercules getting hit with an axe, and it's axle. Hercules. Two pages later, Hercules punches uh, the Titan he's fighting, and it's the sound effect is throat punch. It's just unheard of. Another page is good blow. Oh, I'm on that page right now. Right? It's just yeah. oh, it's so fantastic. You know, it just makes me realize how much fun sound effects and lettering can be, and that oh, it yeah. makes me wish, frankly, that that we got more of it, right? I mean, because yeah. it's... Use it the really meme. Adds you, to the use story. The exactly. Exactly. It yeah. really, really added to the story, and uh, I just... You, didn't, you just didn't say the best one, though. Which one? Throat punch. <laughs> you, <just laughs> you did say I that. Did. Oh, what I am I doing? See, I was, I was, I was flipping through the magazine. You were distracted. Oh I was God. I was distracted by the <laughs> n- I was distracted by the the sexy raven uh, uh, crimson haired bitches kissing in in the, in the uh, agents yeah. of Atlas section. I, oh, I know, I, dude. I got to see if Gabe's got that page for sale. Super show because I'm gonna be all about it. Oh, I've got a. It's like, what are you doing? Giving her a belt? Not only are they chicks kissing, but they're twins kissing. I know, I know. I haven't, I haven't seen that since Vivid Video a few years ago. But they, they, I mean, and then she gives her a belt. What? No, no, don't give her a belt. That's that's the most appealing thing in that little costume is that, that you could see right up the damn side. Oh, real? Oh, I yeah. love it. I'm, I'm very excited. But I just, just I, man, I, I have have a, step, don't, go no, ahead. No, 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 I've, been, no. I've been double dipping, buying all of the, uh, all those books in. Um, in, in in hardcover as well, and and uh, just it's just uh, that, that's one of the books that just that and Guardians of the Galaxy are just two Marvel books that just make me smile every issue. I just just smile ear to ear as I read it. All right, so, so. what's what's the deal now with Hercules? <laughs> this will be continued in the miniseries. We will not name because it gives something away. Right. Uh, um, uh-huh. What the, the title of the miniseries that comes right. after this? Yeah. Has it has it been has it been solicited? Yeah, oh, it's been out. First issue's out. Yeah, well, what is it? I'm, I'm not no because if they haven't read well, this it issue, was already, I mean it was posted on the forum because it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's death of death of Hercules. Oh, right, spoiler! Oh, oh, oh no! Not a comic character dying, especially a yeah. god. Right, that never happens. Hercules fall of a fall of an Avenger number one with an right. awesome Olivetti cover. But so after that's over, what happens? Is is are we going back to Herc? I mean, are they going to continue to publish this? What's the deal? Uh, they're going to. Pu- as my, I mean, again, I could be wrong here, but my understanding is from I think I read an uh, I read an article by uh, by Van Lunty recently. Because uh, by the way, congratulations to Fred. He he actually just signed a Marvel exclusive in the past couple weeks. Hey, so, no. Um, no, I think they're going to be doing a um, an Amadeus book for a bit. Hmm, I'll take that. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Cool. Uh, sorry about the throat punch, but I just get distracted really easy by good art. Oh, I know, right? Throat punch. It's just oh, the best. Man. It's just the best. Yeah. Because I think what they're going to do in in June, they have um, they've solicited uh, what the hell is it Hercules um, Hercules Twilight of a God, and it is apparently the final adventure of the Prince of Power. It's written by Bob Layton. No way. Really? Art and cover. Art and cover by Ron Lim and Bob Layton. Nice. Yeah. So, I, I, I wonder if there'll be scrolls in it. Hmm. <laughs> so that'll uh, that will the long awaited that's the long way to follow up to to Layton's run. But um, that's so I guess awesome. that, that that's a four issue miniseries, and I'm I'm guessing after that, and like Wood said, where where they're going to focus on on Amadeus, then you know we'll 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 see where we are from at that point. Right. What a long shot, though. 
Herc and Agents of Atlas seem to have found an audience. Who would have thunk it? Yep. Hey. Well, when you make when you make good fun comics, I, I just, yeah, that's no, where I was. That has nothing to do with it. No, I think it does. That's where I was going. Sound effects. The, the the creative teams on these books are so solid and and they're yeah. beautiful, well, extremely yeah, well written books. It's wow, and that's, and that's I, even I, even yeah. when they're tied into to to well, events because because Agents of Atlas is spun out of Secret Invasion. Hercules started following World War Hulk, and then it tied into Secret Invasion, and it's still it it. It, how long ago? How first. long ago did the Agents of Atlas um, miniseries come out? Five issue miniseries. That was what two thousand seven, maybe. We were still doing the bullpen. Two thousand eight. You're so late, dude. No, no, yeah, no. I think you're right. It was definitely when you guys were still look, doing B- look, BPB. Look how look how long Marvel has stuck with that team, and yeah. and they haven't always had their own series, but. They've never gone away. There, it seems like there's always been some Agents of Atlas stuff either out there or something to look forward to, and that's what I think it is. You know, it's 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 an incredibly entertaining and fun series, but Marvel has done a pretty darn good job of of letting people come to that series. And you know, we I mean, we see so many things that, and I understand the business part of it get out there for for three issues and then it's canned and it's like man there there's just not much time to to let an audience develop and so you know definitely kudos to marvel for for not letting agents of atlas be a really fun five issue mini series that never came back yeah you know i don't no, think it has anything to do, to do with the with the marvel or the creative teams i think and i'm gonna throw tom a bone it's a gorilla it's a gorilla man that's that's yeah. that's the entire reason for their popularity. Is Isn't the he an Avenger soon? <laughs> oh Lord! No, I'm being are facetious, they, but they're uh, not making him an Avenger, are they? Uh, yeah, they were, but no, yeah. he's in he's in he's in the the image with with the uh, oh the heroic the, age the, image, the right? Heroic age. Image. Well, yeah, it, okay. it would be smart too. I yeah, mean, that's fine. Maybe that's yeah, smart for maybe yeah. from a business standpoint. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. and that's what they're out to do is to to sell books. Mm-hmm. But it, but how how cool is it that you know maybe we're seeing something that is organically growing into a team that is going to be a part of the Marvel universe. They're never going to be the Avengers. Right. They're right. never, never going to be a top flight mainline you know, flagship title right. for Marvel. But hey, you know, get in the team picture and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know, it's I mean that's that's the thing as we look at Marvel and DC for for companies that are, you know, quote unquote idea companies, it's been a while since we've seen a rush of new ideas. It's all about it's all about, you know, keeping up the the licensed properties that they have and you know you look at that that 1960s explosion in creativity that that you know basically laid the groundwork for you know the the 50 years after it. it it's nice to see them even though the agents of Atlas are not new characters at least it's a fairly new concept for for a lot of people you know mm-hmm. so you know yeah. and uh, the Bendis just recently said this in an interview uh, when asked about new characters and I think he nailed it, uh, regardless of what you may think about this character or your opinion of the character. The Sentry's a new character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they are using, uh, yeah, he is, yeah. Well, he's a they riff on Marvel, man. I mean, oh my god. What? No, Jenkins. No, he's, a, he's a riff on Superman more than he is Marvel, man. Well, well, I think, but it, well, the, 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 yeah. the Century miniseries, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's a mix it's of the two, man. right? I mean, he's, he was, yeah, he was Marvel's attempt at bringing Miracle Man back without having Miracle Man, right? 
Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't think it was that uh, oh. conceived to be that. I just think. Oh, oh I, I, I read, read the mini series. Oh, I have. I I, I have it bound. I don't. It's By the similar. way, on on a great note, it Marvel solicits this month. They're actually they got the reprint rights because they're reprinting an ass load of the original Miracle. Yeah, yeah, bring, but, yeah bring but it's it all on. the Golden. It's all the Golden Age. That's stuff, right. right. That's cool. Yeah, that, that, that shit is great. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's, uh-huh. Oh, it's yeah. way better than okay, buddy. It, 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 the, the, it, the golden, it, the golden age stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I have to well, say. They, that. That's they, 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 they made the deal with Mick Anglo, so of course they're going to reprint his stuff. So yeah, I don't we'll, care about we'll that see where stuff. From there, yeah, you don't care about that. Oh stuff. Well, goodness! You know oh come on, come on! So, that's Mick Anglo that's from freezing to death and eating solid is, food. I'm all for it. Yeah, okay, I'll give a a a bum a dollar on the street. It's I don't know who Mick Anglio. Oh, oh nobody knew who Fletcher yeah. Hanks was that, until they fine. they dug go, up that stuff too. Go, I mean, go go give your twenty dollars to the Hero Initiative. I'm talking about Miracle Man and that the Golden Age. Yeah, Stephen Damon and more and, and and Davis. They're hurting for dough. Yeah, let them fucking take care of of uh, the the original creators of Marvel. Are you sure they have? Well, good. Here's me knocking on That's your door, Mister Mr. Neeson. What I'm saying is, is that I've read, I've read some of the Golden Age Miracle Man stuff, Marvel Man, and it's it's pretty milk toast. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's it's Golden Age. The Fiba. Oh, it's okay. It's not great, Mister Mister Neeson. Would you I'm be interested in seeing a stuff? Would you be interested in seeing some comic book work that hasn't been viewed in fifty freaking years? Love it. Nah, I don't no, want to see that. Lap it up, dude. Lap it up. It's 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 history. What, buddy? It, no, I, nobody's gonna hate me on. You don't want to see it. it. I can't stop make you read it. Come on. You know, I, I, I'm 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 the golden age evangelist. But unlike Torquemada, I'm not gonna make you read this shit. No, you know? I, I understand. It's neat. People start getting excited because they think it's the Alan Moore Miracle Man. It's not. It's the Golden Age Marvel Man. No, I, well, I don't, I don't think, think people... If it's the Alan Moore Miracle Man, then they need to get a fucking clue. Because but at no point if, did they say if that you, they are the stuff from Eclipse from the right, But no, if you've read Alan Moore's Miracle Man, you are, have already been exposed to this stuff. It's been incorporated into... It's, Kind of fucking hard to read it. Oh no, no. See, I don't know. I, I, I know this is where we differ, but Chris is losing me here. This is what? this is <laughs> what. I love you, Chris. Was the last time it was three on one. What? Holy shit! No, no. I said it's hard to read it because it's not in print. Oh, now you're switching it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. I I love the Alan Moore stuff. It's hard I to read because you can't find it in print. That's mm. when I'll get excited about about Miracle Man rights and reprints. Is whenever they start reprinting the the more one modern love, stuff. It, it's a, I mean the the Golden Age stuff. It's not real different than other Golden Age superhero stuff. It except you know that I mean? it's awesome. But, but see, you can read some of the other. Golden Age stuff because that's in print. Superman's not going anywhere. You can read, yeah. you can read Shazam or Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call it. I don't and know. They're all, they're, but they're all pretty cook. They're very cookie cutter of you each see, other. I and love I'm you. Saying, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's very cookie cutter. Where I want to read the Alan Moore stuff in a new collection. Now, now you were dropping turd nuggets on the turd century. Nuggets, uh, on the, on, <laughs> On the century. No, listen, you, you were pooping. Well, yeah, on the, it's, he's been, it's, he's be, be, no, wait. fucking boring. 
you're 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 uh, dismissing the Sentry as being a Miracle Man clone, but Miracle Man yeah. is a Captain Marvel clone. Yeah, yeah. So what's the difference yeah. between Miracle well, Man yeah. and the Sentry? I mean, they're both. Uh, they both springboard off Captain well, Marvel. Well, what, what's the difference in in the case of the Alan Moore stuff that that character was was written incredibly well? Right, but right. it shows you the, the potential to yeah. do. Yeah, say so. Something is very similar to something that has come before, but when you get a great talent on it like Alan Moore, wow! Why why dismiss the century? Maybe somebody because will come have, along they, and kick out. Have, well, yeah, that's fine. It hasn't happened yet, so. <laughs> And, you know, until, until I, until I see, and, and the first minute, the Paul Jenkins mini, I enjoy it a lot. It's great. That's uh, yeah. where my enjoyment of that character kind of stopped. You didn't like the Romita Jr. drawn second, uh, miniseries? Not really. Ooh. You're just spraying all over things. I'm not you? spraying all over, <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't enjoy it. Not nearly as much as the first miniseries because I think that's all, that's all that we needed for that to, to read about that character until they do something kind of kind of different with him and i hear that they you know there has been some stuff in what dark avengers or, or whatever where, well, did, where I, he, I does, he, does, he doesn't cry get pissed off and fly <laughs> off as much anymore so but I didn't, uh, uh, has anybody read the uh, oh, i'm sure uh the age of the century many yes kind of like a, a back and forth or a back or so much fun I did. Uh, what, what, David? Age of the the Age of the Century miniseries. You know what? I didn't. That's one of the few things I didn't pre-order, and I had such great yeah. things about it. I was, yeah, I definitely want to read it, but I haven't. Uh, it, it's on my shelf as, in a beautifully bound volume. I, I bound the original Century miniseries and all the the one shots. That's uh, what Paul Jenkins, right? With yes, with no, the, it, it, the age. No, oh no, the age isn't no. With, well, who, who wrote the age of? I want to say Jeff uh, Parker. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. Jeff Parker. But it's done in in uh, vintage. It's done in in vintage style. Yeah, and that golden age throwback or silver agey style. Yeah. And and nice. you know you would and I think um what didn't Allred do a cover? I'm mm-hmm. I, I may be I may be just blowing smoke, but uh no it's it's fantastic stuff. Just my God, I don't know what it is about the century. You hate them, but 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 damn, there's there's. Uh, no, I think they're using them to really good effect in in siege. Really good. Uh, it, it's, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. But uh, speaking of more great stuff, Ooh. can I? Dude. Can I? What? No, you can. But how have none of us thanked uh fucking Jeff Parker and Tom Fowler yet? Wow, because I haven't gotten my book, so I don't know dude. what y'all talking about. Well, I, I, all I know is I got the fucking mysterious, unfathomable thing, so I can see it. I don't know. Mysterious, <laughs> unfathomable trade somebody, paperback. Somebody better call hands. Lassie because David fell down the well. I did, oh, man, yeah. motherfucker. Dude, all I know is mysterious, man. unfathomable trade. Got it. And I'm looking here. The creators would like to thank blah 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 blah, blah and the eleven <laughs> o'clock comics podcast. What? Wow, nice. Dude, we got our first official shout-out in the fucking trade paperback. How badass is that? That's very you cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for Chris. That ain't nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that ain't nothing, Mr. 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 Chris, Chris Elephant Man Neesman. That ain't yeah. nothing. <laughs> and, and, and the pull quote on the top of the dams, and, of course, the appearance by Mike Norton, or, or drawn by Mike Norton, but yeah. he's also been in uh, Civil War. 
I mean, in, in all fairness, Chris has been doing this longer than we. Yes, have. absolutely. It's true. It's, no, that is awesome. I love. I it, it's it's a great book. I'm not even going to say it's made even greater now by our inclusion, but no, it's. Oh yeah, well, it has. I'll, I'll 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 let you I'll let you all in on on a conversation I had with Tom because we we're um, doing the. It's your now. Well, mm-hmm. I've been. I believe in that book a lot. And I, I, I want as many people as possible to get beaten over the head with the idea that they need to drop the, the, the 17 bucks or whatever to pick it up. Cause it's, mm-hmm. I mean, this really is a case of if this trade sells okay, there'll be more stories. It's crucial. I want, I, I'm very selfish about this. I want more mysterious stories. So yeah, I've been trying oh, yeah. to. To, to help promote it as much as possible in our own very little niche way. But I was talking to, to Tom on the, the iFanboy Don't Mess podcast. Please listen. Um, and um, um, off mic, he said that uh, um, he was actually, oh, and I'm paraphrasing Tom because I know you listen, but um, he said that the only thing he was disappointed about is that by the time that they had sent that stuff off to the printer and everything, that he had wanted to amend his thank you and say the 11 o'clock comics podcast and the 11 o'clock comics forum because the forum ah. has been has been super super supportive as well so you know tom, tom posts on the forum and i think he really appreciate he really appreciates the support of all of the 11 o'clockers speaking yeah. of that and and the forum uh, mysterious the unfathomable is the trade paperback of the month from the 11 o'clock comics forum where people are Buying the book, reading the book, and I'll be discussing the the book. So, uh, nice. so that's it's 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 cool that it's the inaugural book for uh, for it. It just came out. It's not like you know someone's been sitting around wondering what they could what they could get. This book's two weeks old now, and uh, well, and it's the official know, book. So it it is it is seriously, and I don't want to I don't want this to sound like a telethon. This really is a case where you can vote with your dollars. And man, shoot off an email to people at Wildstorm, you know, go out, buy the book, encourage other people to get it, and because yeah. you, your voice will be heard on titles like this as opposed to, um, you know, we'll say, you know, Justice League or, or New Avengers. I mean, it's, it, you're you're going to be, you know, just part of the static there. And you're I want my arms, Roy Harper. That's fine. That's fine. You can have that. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, go go go. Vote with your dollars for for good books, and this is one that that you can easily do that with by buying that trade. Yeah, and I you won't, and I want to see more. Yeah, you won't oh, get a tickle me, me Elmo doll if you buy it, but you'll you'll get a great freaking comic collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. dude, how, and and rereading that was so much fun. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful book. Yeah, it is, and I'm I I would love to buy a page from Mister uh, Mister Fowler whenever he comes in for C two E two. I'm sure he's going to be bringing bringing art with him. So yeah, I'm still I'm still thinking about something. Why can't Gorilla Man be an Avenger? Why? Well, I think he's going to be. <laughs> well, but I mean, we we got there was some like reaction, but if we're going into the heroic age where things are supposed to harken back. Or, I mean that they, that may be redundant. Harken okay. to right. the no no no. Here. Is it is it my, that no mark. listen listen is it that much different than Hank McCoy? I've only they, I've, I've only whoa, dude. I've, step I've, off. I've, I've no, only, I'm I'm not. Yeah, son. See I if you let me finish. I'll I'll get there. McCoy is like fucking dude. No, listen. I'm just Wait talking about in appearance. If they are trying to, if they are trying to style the books. 
with this heroic <laughs> age, like that. like the books of 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 the uh, when things were all sunny and cheerful. There's physically and visually, there's very little difference between the Beast and Gorilla Man. That's what I'm saying. I'm not uh, saying that uh, McCoy and uh, they're not the same one's character, blue of course. And fur and a genius. The others are gorilla. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, dude, dude, Hank's pretty smart, dude. Well, s- they're both furry. That's what I'm saying. Visually, oh, he fits. Furry, so why not Squirrel Girl then? Why not just get her from the Great Lakes and put her on the Avengers? No, because that's ridiculous. Uh, oh, that's that that's ridiculous too. That, that's they're that's crazy furry. talk. Right. They're both furry. Uh, they are furry, but they are not men. That's and they Hetzibah, and they are Hetzibah, not. Hetzibah Hetzibah and Beast have been in outer space. I know, but they've manipulated themselves to the point where they can't use Hank McCoy in anything other than an X book, at least not for an ex- a significant period of time. So why not throw Gorilla Man in the Avengers? That's just great. You get the whole acrobatics thing. You get the gunplay. You get the smartness, and he is smart. You know why not? Because I don't want to see that much. Par- I don't want to see anyone but Jeff Parker write that character. What if? The dudes that are buying the Avengers say, "Yow, this Gorilla Man's pretty funky." Because I'm liking they don't this. fucking I'm do that. Che- the I'm a little cheap that they are. No, no, no. They do. In. They do do that. They not do to, not, not do that. Do what, not do that. They do if not it, do that. If a thousand people do it, it's a thousand more readers that Agents of Atlas uh, is going to uh, get. Is M11 yeah. going to come with them? What about what? Is M11 going to come with them? Because they seem like a pretty good team. All right, there you go. So they so they, those two are like the Hank and Simon Williams. Of, of the Avengers. Well, except they, cooler. They need a vision. There you go. Uh, nice. Hey, Robert Culp died. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it's a, the, I don't. I don't know how. You know, honestly, I was. I was being um, a, a shit about saying that people are sheep, even though they are. But you know, I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know how well that works with the um, putting. You know. Rarely see people on. T- well, I guess you know Wolverine, but that—that's a weird thing. Um, Worked for Deadpool. <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah, but I mean, he's what he was he on it? Well, he's New Mutants, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, but but he wasn't on another team because a- Agents is a team book, so I don't know if people would follow one team member from one book to another book. Not Wolverine. To another, well, to another team book. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Yeah. It's not. It's not like it's the Gorilla Man series, yeah, you know, or the Wonder Man series. We know how the world that the, oh, that one. Cool. Um, oh, uh, Wonder Man. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Only in the I, I, I don't know. I, you know, hey, a world a world with more Gorilla Man is a good thing. I just I I don't know. I I, I don't know if I see anyone but Parker Wright in that character right now. I'm sure someone can, but I don't know. That's yeah. just me. I just don't want him to get. This issue of the Avengers, yeah, the part ha- ha- handled by that particular writer, right? Part of Wonder Man will be played by Crocodile Dundee. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, this is Lance Rico, sixteen, probably one of your youngest listeners. Um, Purple Rico on the forums. I just joined. I just finished listening to episode ninety-nine. Finally got to hear you guys with some milestone love, which is good. Love me some milestone. Sorry, the signal cut out on the last one. Anyways, yeah, I'm Lance Rico, 16, Purple Rico on the forums. Just finished listening to episode 99. And um, David was talking about um, Brave and the Bold Milestone. And, you know, while he didn't like the... He didn't 
prefer the collection they put together. Um, it's cool to hear you guys talking about Milestone. I'm a big Milestone fan. From like I was, I was introduced to it by the Static Shock cartoon, then I picked up the Static comics and moved on from there. And um, it's cool to hearing you guys talk about it. I heard you guys mention it before. Um, something about some sort of reference to the universe, but yeah. Also, uh, like you guys were talking about conventions, and I've never been to a convention before, so that so I I like my the my hometown had like a what they called a convention, but really it was just a couple collectors, like some nearby shops showing up and selling cheap comics. So yeah, that was cool. A few tips for whenever I hit whenever I get to hit one of those, whenever I scrape enough money to be able to go and have spare change. So um. Love you guys. Keep keep it up. See ya. I want to talk Bean World. Can I? Of course. Yeah. I, oh, I have good news for you, dude. Oh shit. What is there, this? There are going to be three tattoo um, <laughs> uh, um, either artist or booths at C2E2. Oh, I already have it planned out. I have my tattoo planned out. I well, want I want Beanish with uh-huh. his hand with his hands up in the air and particles of the four realities, the the hoops, the slats, the twinks and the chips uh, arced above his head and I want underneath I want martyr to write art is everything. Oh my god, in a cameo. How cool would that look on your arm? Well, I'm, I'm just oh, telling you, I'm just I'm just telling you that that where martyr's going to be there and there will be three booths of tattoo artists so you can get everything under one roof. Well, I will have Dude, something I, under my skin on that plane coming home. All right. I was going to for real? Because yeah. I think that I'm going to do it too. No, for real. Is, is, is no, no, is, 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 what are you going to get, Jace? Actually, yeah, is Matt Wagner going to be there? Oh, you I've are breaking some, up like something. I've got fierce. some ideas. I, I, got think some ideas. Ba- I think Wagner would be the, you know, Sal Sal was talking about it this week, and I'm, I'm going to totally, totally, I don't think he's going to do this, but he's, man, a, a Mignola Hellboy would be awesome. Oh, I don't oh, that know. That, that's going to yeah. cost you. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, not, I mean, not only not only it's the, kind of, the it's kind of permanent, right? But the not only the drawing would cost you. I mean, mm-hmm. Mignola—that's a lot of black ink, buddy. <laughs> they're yeah, going to be yeah. <laughs> they're going to be drawn on you for a while. What? <laughs> what? Well, well. All right. So turn up. No, turnabout is very fair play. That's yeah. cool. No, that, uh, I apologize good. to the listeners. I stepped. I had to step out and take a. No, little, that's all right. Uh, bathroom get, break. So I apologize uh, if you talked about it. I I don't know how many I get, but if I can get a Larry Martyr. Uh, Bean World, I'm gonna. But which, I mean, but Beanish. which character? Be- Beanish. 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 Nice. I, yeah, I went into it uh, while you were gone. Okay. But that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and I, I don't want to talk about the, the, the whole, uh, the narrative of this volume per se, because uh, we talked about volume one, I didn't look it up, uh, a ways back. And yeah. if you're a, a Bean World... And I talked about uh, it not too recently. I mean, yeah. Sure. If you're a Bean World newbie, search out that episode because we get pretty into it. But I, as when I, while I was reading Volume Two, it's uh, subtitled "A Gift Comes." It struck me my favorite aspect of Bean World of all, uh, the the entire three volumes is the secret sketch. That of of all the little aspects of Bean World that that one could focus on, the secret sketch speaks to me. 
in, in, for those who don't know, it's this mechanism Beanish stumbled upon when he took a few mystery pods. Now, the mystery pods are unknown to the beans. They're actually eggs laid by these nasty-ass bugs. Yeah, the, the bottom feeders. Yeah, after they crawled out of Der Stinkle, and uh, yeah. they, ate, they ate the beans Der chow, Stinkle. and they left the mystery pods scattered all over Bean World. So mm. Beanish placed a couple of mystery pods. Beanish is the explorer. He's the, he's the visionary. He's the artist. He, he took a couple of mystery pods, and he put them next to Twinks, one of the Bean World's four realities, like I said. And this magically produced this mysterious float factor thing that created a doorway to dreamishness this sun-like entity that resides somewhere else with which Bean, Beanish begins a relationship. Now, this, do you think that it's... It, sorry, do you think it's pretty clearly a woman, or do you think it's not clear? That um, I don't think it... Because Professor Garbanzo is a woman. So you can't, right, really, right, you right. can't really tell. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think the, the point is the standard relationship, and, and here's why. Right, right. Uh, Beanish is enamored with dreamishness to the point where he cannot wait to meet her. And it, uh-huh. it, the, the, the float factor only works, the secret sketch rather, only works one time a day at midday mm-hmm. when, the, when, the, when, the, when the sun is at its highest. And that's appropriate because dreamishness is a sun-like entity. Uh, he can't, he needs her. He wants to talk to her. He's, he's so consumed with her and he has so many questions. Uh, where am I? Who are you? What's your name? What can you tell me? When can I see you again? And her answer is always the same tomorrow, which bugs the hell out of him because he's impatient, impulsive, inquisitive, uh, and he wants all the secrets, all the knowledge, and he wants them immediately. But it's, it's, and this is the important part. It's only after he realizes that in order to commune effectively with dreamishness, he has to abandon the what's and the how's and the who's of, of, of all the past and the future ponderings and embrace the right now. Live in the moment. That's very Hindu. Very Hindu. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's not a new idea, but, but the concept of the secret sketch and the living in the now were popularized by Ram Das in 1971 in a classic book, Remember, Be Here Now. Uh, do you know uh, Ram Das's real name? Uh, I I'll give you, okay. say that I do. R- Richard Alpert. Does that ring a bell? No way. Are you serious? Yes, Ram Das's no, real name. Uh, get the fuck out of here, really? I'm not kidding you. It's Richard Holy Alpert. And there's, shit. there's no coincidence that the writers of Lost chose to use the name for the character that, that acts as... I'm telling you, that acts as an intermediary between Jacob and the people of the island. Now, Ram Dass explored these pathways from, uh, I guess you can call it temporal consciousness to wide spiritual understanding or awakening. Because he says in the book, every single second of your existence is of infinite significance. So Beanish, the artist, uses a sketch. What's a sketch? It's an idea or a concept in transit. It's this notion that's gestating. It's not quite fully fleshed out, but there's an idea there. And by limiting his consciousness to the present, the right now, where he's casting off all that that mental and spiritual detritus that drags him down, he can more effectively commune with dreamishness. Dreamishness is his subconscious. Mm -hmm. And what is this saying? It's saying all creation, all thinking, all thought is more effective... If you live in the moment, this this is 
by far the, the the thing that I take away from Bean World more than I mean, and there's that's a lot to say because concepts per page. There's a lot in Bean World, but mm-hmm. uh, so dreamishness illumines. She enlightens. She guides. She gives them clarity. She's his subconscious, and all this from a little bean playing with shapes. Martyr right. is a martyr is a freaking genius. I love him. I mean, I can't push. We're Bean gonna World get you up. all to smoke a hookah together. I will. And I will hug him and, and rub his head and thank oh, him for creating whoa. this. It's, it's, it's just amazing. And another thing I love about Bean World, uh, there's a focus on children. Not only is it appropriate yeah, for children right. to, to read. I mean, Bean World's one of those things where you can give to an adult and they'll take something away based on mm-hmm. their maturity and what they've experienced in the world. You give this book to a children, to a child. They children, eat, hilarious. Uh, give it to a children. Children. The children. They will eat it up. But, mm-hmm. but the, another thing I like, when, uh, Mr. Spook meets, uh, Teachem, his, his old mentor that he, uh, conveniently forgot about, uh, Teach him, tells him, what's your most important role as hero of Bean World? And Mr. Spook says, protecting the innocent. But he wasn't specific enough. Teach him says, yes, but you have to protect the children. You have to infuse the, 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 the children with your rituals and your, your, uh, just teach them about life. And, and prepare them for what's, what's going on. And to, don't focus on, you know, making sure your chow is, is sweet and all the, the bullshit that comes every day. Take time to, to, to teach your children well. That's a great message. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that were the only message, this would be a legendary work, yeah. I think, because that's, there's nothing more important. Than, than, than raising your kids right and give them the time of day. Treat them like people. That's what, mm-hmm. that, that's what, and, and I love the part when, when the, the pottle pool drops the cuties in there and everything stops. All the beans, oh, they're just like, oh my God, look at these little kids. They're so cute. And they forget about everything else in the world. Just to, just to be with the kids and just admire whatever's handiwork. That's awesome. Good God. I'll tell you what, you know, you talked about Bean World way back in the day. We made fun of you. Mm-hmm. No, Tom, no, we, but I'm not. Uh, we, meaning Chris and I. Uh, yes. Caters, Caters I came it. on, said he read it and was surprisingly enjoyed it. Then I read it finally, the first volume, loved it. And I got to say, it's you had you had a few times said, Wood, you really got to try it. And it's, it's, it, it really is exceptional. And when you first talked about it, you said how it was unlike anything else. And I think a lot of people probably hear us yeah. rave about a lot of different comics and they think, ah, uh, you know, Vince. But you're right. They're really – and I, I feel like I've read a lot of comics and a lot of different comics. There mm-hmm. is nothing else quite like Bean World. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, really guaranteed. Yeah. You'll, you will never read anything like Bean World. Mm-hmm. And one thing for people, because like one of the things I was put off by is the name, and I thought like ah, Veggie Tales, which does nothing for me. It's <laughs> not like Veggie Tales. Like yes, they're beans, I guess, but it's not like it. Like I said, you have to think of it like almost like Lemmings, the video game. It's like they're 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 another species. They're not humans, but they're effectively just you know they, you don't think of them as like the fact that they're beans is irrelevant. That's not right. You know. Right, and 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 it's another neat little. Uh, 
spiritual hook to it that everything in Bean World depends on every other thing to survive. Whether they admit it or not, the Mr. Spook needs the, the Grandma Pa Tree to drop the spout, sprout butt and he needs the warriors to protect him when, it, when he goes down to the Hoi Polloi and th- there's the process and, and nothing oh, yeah. is in, inconsequential. Even like the, the shapes, the four realities, they wouldn't have weapons without the four realities and Oh man, I gosh, and 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 rightly so. It's just incredible. Uh, I can read it a, a bazillion times and never ever get tired of Bean World. New, yeah. uh, yeah, well, you should. Great stuff, and it's uh, recently uh, Volume Three came out, so it's the whole caboodle. I have all new, three, dude. Can't wait to read the other two. Volume Three is the new stuff. I know. Yes. Yeah, it's great. All right, I let's go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, we talked about this. Sorry, sorry, I'm, dude. I'm distracted and drunk. I'm sorry. I That's all right. I was, I was quite surprised and, and pleased when when I opened up the box and I realized that the three volumes were all in hardcover because I just ordered. Oh, yeah, them. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy it, and I'm right. like, you got them all in one shot. Yeah. So did I. Nice, nice. God, I mean, it's been it's been ages since I read anything from the first volume, and since I haven't read anything since, I figured I'm just dealt with it. And I, I haven't started. I read the first one. First one, awesome. And and uh, things that I remembered, and, and and even pages or panels that I remember seeing from magazines that I was reading back in the eighties when when it was coming out. And to I did. I don't want to read them all. In one shot, one after another, because it's. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if the third one just came out and it's and it's it's new stuff, it took him over twenty years to finish the story. So I can. Right. I, I don't want to just plow through it, and I want to take my time. I read the first one, loved it, and, and now I'll just read the second one when when uh, well, I think the time is right, and I'll just crack it open, and and I'll probably that's, just, that's, that's it. right. We should all get bean tattoos. Wouldn't that be great? Come home with beans like all little Lord of the Rings thing. Vince, I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> I really will do it with you because I've, uh, again, to uh, despite your view of it being pretentious, uh, Project Rebuild has been a success. <laughs> and uh, I am pretty proud of myself for losing almost 70 pounds. And, That's uh, awesome. What if you gain weight? It'd be like a, uh, a Larry Motter bowling ball on, on your arm. <laughs> well, I don't want a Larry Motter tap, but I definitely do want some ink. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm going to get it on my ankle, though, I think. Ooh, oh, Painful. Yeah. Painful. Yeah, but it's easy to hide, and I can't have it on my arm. You you are corporate, and I understand exactly. That. exactly. Yeah, that's cool. I got to answer to the man, you know. Business in the front, party in the ankle. That's hey. right. <laughs> the cankers, baby cankers. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something else. I want you guys not? have not had enough airtime, Chris. Chris hasn't talked much actually, which is shocking. Oh no. my! No. <sighs> Golden Age stuff, but yeah. Oh, Chris, Chris, I, dude, you know, I want you to talk about because I'll I'll piggyback because I finally fucking read it. Mesmo delivery. Oh, Mesmo delivery service is awesome. Holy um, shit! Um, and you're I'm going into my my memory banks here. Um, uh, Grappa, Grandpa, 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 Grandpa. Uh, written and art by. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the the story. Okay, the the story, right exactly. It, yep. it, it, yeah, it's it, it's kind of selling it. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, exactly. Yep. The 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 story's fun. It, it kind of reminded me of a uh, um, kind of kind of like 
like a Tales from the Crypt almost, but uh, yep. in that it was, it, it's, it almost felt like a just kind of a um, a weird twisted TV show, you know, cable yep. TV yep. show. And um, man, it's uh, it live it, it lives and dies on the art. I mean, the story, oh, the God. Sto- the story oh, yeah. is fun. It's about uh, it's about two truckers that uh, it, that work for a delivery service, and they are taking cargo from point A to point B, and they stop at a um, uh, uh, a diner gas station, yep. right? And um, um, blood and hilarity ensue. And um, you, you get these little, you get these little uh, flashbacks to, uh, I guess the uh, the veteran truck driver as to what was going on before uh, they took this job on, and uh, and his kind of uh, big uh, brawny and stupid uh, uh, traveling companion. But man, the the artwork, it's uh, oh yeah, uh, it's it's Jeff Darrow, it's. Um, See, um, I was going to say that Paul Pope. Paul Pope meets Jeff Darrow, but I mean, yeah. we got it. Yeah. We, whenever something's detailed, we got to stop using Jeff Darrow because it's too easy. <laughs> well, well, here's what I wanted to ask you, especially this, 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 so, this is accurate. So this this has it is. And it You're right. Definitely reminded me of Paul Pope, and and it just I wanted to ask you as an artist. It it, it has these. I don't. Is there a specific term for the? The little teeny, you know, almost line dots that they use, that, which again, I mean, Paul Poe is famous for, but but so does Grandpa. Do, you know, where like like almost, you know, he adds texture with the brush. You know, like it's 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 not, you know, it's not just the lines of the body. Like he just draws, you know, hundreds of little dots into the the skin, into the legs, into the to the arms. I mean, is there a a, a term for that, or is that just you know what I mean? Like, is it? Uh, I would, I would, texturing, you know, it's, stippling, it's stippling, yeah. stippling, yeah, but everybody does it different. You, you can it has have such your, an effect, your, though. It has yeah. such an effect about making the characters look human and flawed and it, yeah. uh, God, I, I mean, mean it, Virgil Finley stippled and, uh, right? nobody stippled like Virgil Finley, but. I mean, there's uh, a page where, where, where the, the one trucker cuts one of the, the, the local dude's heads off and, and the, the Asian girl and it's a close up. From behind of her, yeah, like her, through her throat, yeah, with with yeah. her, with her, with her, with her so, camel so toe, and and the yellow urine streaming down her legs, and then <laughs> and then the, the the word balloons in between her crotches, the urine's pouring down. It's just, I mean, oh, I, that, I just thought that, the that, that's probably that rubbing panel, up that pain every night. That no, panel, death, death where, does where not excite see, me. Oh well, I mean the the panel where you see like the beheading from like inside her head, yeah, is. Uh, I was talking to Seely one night, Tim Seely, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm so gonna steal that." <laughs> he's like, that was awesome. That's gonna happen some somewhere right, in some. Right. He's like, yeah. "Yeah, that's you know." And he's like, "Not steal, but I'm going to use that as inspiration." I'm like, well, sure. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And and to go back to Daryl, if you want to trace it back, you have Hard Boiled, which was mm-hmm. the, the, oh, the cover yeah. of one was a shot through a. A head with a big old yeah. hole in it. So yeah, yeah it's it, what goes around come around. It, yeah, you all read hard. Jason, you've read hard boiled, right? No. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna hear it. Hell you're gonna hear hell it. You're gonna, I've seen the movie Hard Boiled. If that's for anyway. Uh, no, no, no. no. no written. Are you, are you in for a treat? Frank Miller written. Jeff yeah. Darrow drawn. But good Frank Miller. So, good Frank Miller. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I have. No, yeah, good Frank Miller, but still crazy Frank Miller yes. in a reined-in kind of I know what I'm doing, crazy like a fox way. It was the legend yeah. print, wasn't it, or was it even before that? Uh, no, it was Dark Horse. 
Yeah, I got it right. Yeah, it's Dark Horse, but I think oh, right, Legend, right. Legend. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a basic Frank Miller story that Jeff Darrow just put through the idea blunder. It's mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, well, it, Mil- Miller said that a lot of the incidental bits in in the panels, Jeff did that himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the like yeah. the fat guy in the pool with the and the babies that that's all Jeff Darrow. Well, Jason, you've got something to pick up at at, at C2E2 or, or at Super Show. It's you will if you like Mesmo delivery service, you will you will love hard boiled times a hundred. It is. I awesome. believe the term is on it like a bonnet. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's that's, great stuff. That's the term. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it right now. It's so good. And, and it, uh, nice of them to publish it in magazine format, where you get a nice eyeful of that. Super right. disgustingly intricate art. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And then Mister Darrow went on to oh, design sure. stuff for the Matrix. Yeah, he was the uh, visual art director, visual director for the for the Matrix films. Yeah, that's uh, that probably yeah. paid an ass load. Uh, I, I think it. Uh, I think uh, Jeff does what he wants to do <laughs> creatively yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah. Pick up, um, pick up Shaolin Cowboy. Jason yeah. is another one that you would dig. Oh yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> really good. I, and again, it boggles my mind. Uber violent, but just lines per square inch. Uh huh. Incredibly detailed. Nice. And you, Vince, you've got to be a big fan of. Uh, um, um, Big guy and Rusty the uh, the boy robot. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's the, the Japanese flavor is all that's, over that. Yeah, if you like, if you like Jap- Japanese monster monster movies, um, it's, meets part Astro things. Boy, part yeah. Tetsujin Twenty Eight. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's great, great yeah, stuff. It's fantastic. Word. That's beautiful. You gotta get it. So we have a mission then. Come C two E two. We're gonna introduce to, to the yeah. works of Jeff Darrow. Yeah. No, yeah. more importantly, we're going to get ink. I'm, I'm going to call... I, I think it's better if we call it C-Dos E-Dos. Maybe Would Vince that be great? should design a, a no? 11OC logo and we should all get ink. Oh, oh you want no. that on your arm? Really? <laughs> hell no. What you're if talking, we're start- you're, you're, talking, you're talking to the guy who just hung up the sneakers on a podcast, so... Dude, yeah. we... Dude, we're we're ink, up ink, ink, ink is forever, podcasts or not. I'm telling well, you. I'm uh, out, son. Are you not David's, committed? No, David starts. David starts the diva dance. We're screwed. We Dude, are screwed. Don't even try. We've been down this road before, baby. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great show. I'm committed for the foreseeable future. I'll leave on that. I, 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 need, I need to know if Wagner's going to be at C2E2. Well, let me check. Jesus. What would you get, a Grendel? Either I, I'd either probably get the Grendel eyes like I wanted, or. Uh, Joe Fat, Joe Fat, running up your arm. Come on! No, it wouldn't be anybody from the Image series. Uh, Oh God! Uh, I'm giddy, Chris. I'm giddy. Uh, But I just held out for fucking until the the 16th (laughs) round. I got Martine Prado, baby. Oh, nice. Hey, um, Brian Matsus. The devil. Yeah, Matus. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep your keep your eye out for him. It, if if you're looking late, I think that kid's got uh, got potential. Is well, Pujol available? available? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm about to be up again, dude. I got uh-huh. uh, I'm a little torn right now because I got I got you know pretty much my whole lineup. Okay. My starting lineup, but we have a deep bench. We have nine bench players. Oh, um, I'm looking at Adam Laroche. Uh huh. Connor Jackson. 
Oh boy. Uh-huh. Or Kelly Johnson. Uh, are you light on uh, on second baseman? No, I have uh, I have Brandon Phillips, Howie Kendrick, and then Prado, who could be a sec. He's my third baseman, but he could be. Yeah, a you're fine. I like Kelly Johnson to hit probably 280 with 15 homers this year. I think Adam LaRoche is yeah, vastly underrated. He's going to give you he's going to give you 25. And uh, damn, yeah. Yeah, Connor Jackson's nice if you need a little outfield flexibility, but you know, you yeah, know what Connor Jackson is. Yeah, you are, wanna, by the way, I, I, I feel bad for the other 11 0 sluggers because uh-huh. they're pretty much playing for the bronze medal. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, in between, it's in between you and me, big boy. Speaking of that, by the way, folks, uh, yeah, well, I appreciate all the people yeah. chiming in about wanting to join a little late to the party, y'all. Uh, we've got a full league. We've got, uh, I think, 14 people signed up, so we're going to cut cap it. We're going to cut end, end it. So we've got uh, – we're all set. So thanks for everybody that chimed in late here, but uh, you, uh, you're you late, you, you miss. So You know what we should do? Um, we should probably get somebody to um, um, to volunteer to run a second league. Oh, I'll run a second league. I don't give a fuck. Um, should, should, we, should we open up a second league? Okay. I'll tell you what, Jared then. Yeah. I will open up a second league t- tonight. After before, uh, when the show ends, I'll set up another league on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you want to do you want to play in the league too or no? In, in in two leagues? Yeah. Well, I'm saying because it'll depend on how much. What I, I mean, do you want to do it or no? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah I'll do, yeah, I'll do it. That's fine. Okay, Chris and I will participate in both leagues. We'll have to be flexible with the draft date, but I'll set it up tonight, and we can uh, figure out the draft date. So a lot of the people that have expressed interest. Um, yeah. Basically, it has to be next week, pretty much, for the draft. I want to talk about a cover. Go ahead. <laughs> Please, God, go ahead. I, I haven't read it because I just bought it today, and Lord knows I'm not in the habit of reading things the day they come out and talking about them on our show. That's not but, uh, unlike you. The, I guess there's two covers for the Marvels Project, number seven? There's been two or three covers for each of them. Okay. Uh, I went... With the uh, the Epting cover, have you seen this cover? No. Uh, it's the Red Skull, mm-hmm. and there's a huge ass Nazi robot behind him, with with nice. the the eagle and the swastika. This cover is, it's fantastic. He I guess the other nasty, scary Red Skull. The the other one was Cap and Bucky. It was a standard cover, and I guess it was done by uh, Gerard, uh, Gerald Perel. And and Epting, uh, not Epting, uh, McNiven and Justin Ponsor did one. So there may be three covers. There are are three for each of them, I think. Okay, Steve Epting did one, the one I'm talking about. Uh, Gerald Perel did one, and McNiven and Justin Ponsor. Oh, go with the the Epting cover. Good God, this guy is good. Is he new? Is Epting new? (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. It's a I I I don't like to use this word because it it's it's kind of kitschy and kind of trite. But this is a classic cover. This should be a poster. There there's Hitler next to him and 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 uh, Nazi soldiers. Hitler, and it, want Hitler on the wall. No, it's painted. It, this cover is, is superb. You got to see it. You can look it up if you want to. But uh, another thing about the Marvels Project. This is the underdog, the sleeper. I mean, it started with when the return of Captain America came out, uh, Rebirth or whatever. This is the series. If you had a pick between the two, this was the one to jump on. Yeah, I was the, talking about it this week on, on Marvel Noise, how it's just been. I, I'm glad I'm getting it. 
in in single. But I'll, by the time I get the eighth issue, I'll have to go back and reread, and that's and and that's not a bad thing. I, I, I no. enjoy each of them each and every time. I mean, Namor versus Torch over over Coney Island, and and, uh, and it's Sarah like a golden and, age uh, characters. Had to bring it up. It's, it is. I mean, there are. I, I'm not familiar with John Steele, so I don't know if this is his first appearance in this miniseries. Uh, I, I dug the little uh, cameo by Electro on the drawing board. Uh, so, so there's a nice little call out to twelve. Um, I, 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 you're absolutely right about Epting. I mean, the man's been knocking out of the park he, each issue with this book. Uh, seeing how, I mean, it, I don't even. I don't know if this is just fleshed out or or between the panels, early days, 1940s, timely Marvel stuff, or if this is actual stories that, that they're just putting out again. What the hell is going on? What the hell was that? Jason, 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 Jason. But it's 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 a fantastic series. I think I, I you know I mean people were kind of convention when when uh, when Epting had to leave Captain America or, or, or took himself off Captain America to work on this, and I can't I can't fault him for it. I, I can't bitch about the art. It, it it looks beautiful. It reads great. It's 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 I, I just I think Brew Baker has a feel for for this era, and and I would absolutely. Love to see an Invaders series by the man. Right. Yeah. Hell am yeah. I, am I good? Not yet. Not so much. Never. Uh, Matthews just got taken, Chris. Ah, damn it. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Um, Nick. Uh, or uh, no, Matt Wados. Wow. I hope. I hope. Oh, now you're good. Now you're good. I'm good. Oh yes, out of the gate. But no, the the Golden Age characters, the Wizard, the Angel, the Destroyer. But he's not called the Wizard, is he? Um, running around with no shirt on. Well, yeah, but uh, it's it uh, again another one of those guys that where does where do you pick this up? How do you get uh, the experience and and the 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 mojo to to come off like a classic comic book artist? Uh, and that's that's a real compliment, and it's contemporary, unbelievable. Epting is just I don't think they're paying Epting enough. Is what I'm trying to say, I guess. <laughs> and no, it was, it's, it's a far cry from his from from his old days Avengers work. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to slight Dave Stewart either. I mean, because he breeds life in the Epting's, yeah, no, Epting's blacks. Really nice. And Nick yeah. Fury. Yep. You, it's it's a history of Marvel. How could you not read it this is, shit? Yeah. No, it is. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's great stuff. Classic yet. It's new. All right, you know what? We we we've overstayed our welcome yet again. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by. I'm not going to run the promo again. I guess I'll do it myself. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Scoop up some fantastic discounts, and while you're at it, head on over to the Summit City Comic Con. SummitCityComicCon.com. Check out this show that will be coming your way on May 22nd, 2010. It's going to be a blowout, a big. Bash, a lot of good people, a lot of talented people are going to be there, and uh, you would do well to investigate this. So do it. And, do it. yes, in your travels, um, wow, 
read the Aliens versus Predator. Rick Leonardi. It's pretty oh. damn. It's surprisingly good. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. not because of the art. Uh, the arts. Leonardi, it's great. Right, but the, the, the story is is very tight. If you are a longtime reader of Dark Horse's Aliens and Predator franchises, this goes back way far. Ooh. Yes. To the first uh, Aliens vs. Predator miniseries, actually. Oh, no shit. Yes. Chris Warner, right? That's great. Um, this, I believe, is coming out in the next week or two. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a preview copy of it. Um, read the fantastic um, Area 10 from uh, Christos Gage uh, and yeah. artist extraordinaire Mr. Chris Somney. It's uh, from the, the Vertigo crime line of, of hardcover books. And uh, um, it's, it's obviously, it's beautiful, but... Uh, uh, fun, 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 awesome, good story by uh, by Christos Gage. Yeah, I'm so glad David's audio has improved so we can hear every inflection in that, that bliss-filled squeal that he just did when you mentioned Samney's name. <laughs> he just, you, you just, you're all over that guy. Who, Chris is? I know. It's crazy. Uh, you, you love him. Uh, yeah, and... Yeah. Well, something's great. Oh, he's fantastic, yeah, but David, David's got he something... He refuses, I mean, he no, refuses he, to... Uh, you're loving time. a lot more than the art, I think. I think you're hot for him. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> There's a little man crush going on. Maybe I'll get him to draw on my arm, then. <laughs> uh, Third arm. Hey. Uh, read, now that there's only one issue left, uh, Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Yes, you're right. So, it's so cool. Smooth. It is smooth. Jason. <laughs> Did he oh, leave? Oh, Jason wants you to read Bean World because he loves it. Oh, fuck. No, 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 no. I, the button was pressed. It's out. I, I'm sitting here talking. I'm like, why the fuck? Uh, no, no, no. Dude, please read G.I. Joe Origins, people. Okay. It's a good one. Oh. Okay, no, I was going to say, I thought that was the new ongoing, but actually, J.I. Joe Cobra is now an ongoing. It's bigger than Dubuque, <laughs> and that's how good it is. It's so good. Right. All right, so thank you very much for being here, and you know what? Like it or not, we're going to be coming back next week, so tune in, yeah. please. Say bye-bye. Bird. Bye-bye, and we'll see some of y'all at uh, Super Show. Vince yes, we will. There will be Vince massive... Will be, uh, the ones that are spooning each other. There will be massive hugs passed out. For sure. Dispensed. <laughs> yes. Word. Have uh-huh. a good night, or have a good time there, guys. We will. Peace we will. out, y'all. I don't know about the night. I'll be in the same room with Woo. He'll be tapping me on the shoulder at 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. I'll be tapping you on the teeth. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>